The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I'll wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road, that never seems to end When new adventure, lies just around the bend So if you wanna join me Grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my own So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Of course, with time to change, one in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner, dear listener, can make all of the bloody difference. Are we talking more about that? We're going to do an hour with time to change after 11 o'clock, so you can call in about, you know, how you, if you if you, if you just want to check in and see how you're feeling, then then tonight is the night if you play your cards right. I'm having a I'm having a, a really rum old day. It's been a rum old day. Yesterday was one of the weirdest days I've had in a long time. And uh, maybe 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 Maybe, baby, I will tell you about it one day. I will not be telling you about it tonight, but maybe one day I will. Um, and, of course, me and Kath actually bunked off yesterday so that we could um, go and see Stephen Page. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. 
Ten years ago, I interviewed Stephen Page when he was a member of the Ace Bare Naked Ladies, okay? It was when I was at another radio station. And I think I interviewed him and, and, and Tyler, the drummer, on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And after the interview, they said, are you coming to the show on Friday? And I said, well, no, I can't because I'm doing a radio show. And I think the show at the time went out between 7 and 10. I said, I can't. But I'll catch you guys next time you're around. And, of course, he never played another show in this country with the band. And so um, when I heard that Stephen Page was doing a tour, um, uh, I had to take the night off. And and that ten-year itch has been scratched. It was good last night, wasn't it, Kath? Oh, my God, it was so It was brilliant. It was brilliant. He's still got loads of dates. Um, He's doing London on Friday at Bush Hall. Loads of other dates. Go and see him, right? Because he's brilliant. It's the three of them, and they sound amazing. And then he does one song where he goes off mic and he just walks around the venue singing it. A little bit like a show-off. But why <laughs> Why not when you've got lungs like that? It's oh, beautiful. It, it was stunning. He was walking around in between the tables, singing without a microphone. It was amazing, guys. Go and see it. I even give you permission to bunk off listening to this rubbish one night to go and... See him. Good evening, Jerry. Hello. You can crack one off over my head if you want. I can do what with what now? Crack one, knock one out over my head if you want. I don't want to know what you're talking Sorry. about, you strange, strange um, sexual deviant. What you got for us, Jer? I've got weed on my plaster. You've got what? I've weed on my plaster cast and it stinks. You've weed on your plaster? Yeah, but not by non purpose. Well, these, thi- these things happen. This, as we get older, you know, my... Oh, everything of the week. My downstairs isn't isn't working as as uh, as effectively as it should be, Jerry, and I'm I'm embracing it. Embraces. I've seen them live twice. Embrace Danny McNamara. Anyway, that's a tangent I don't want to go down. No, no. Well, we're talking about we. I saw someone tip out. A lot of we onto the road today. Aye, aye, aye. You know, like sometimes you get caught short, and maybe you've got a bottle in there. He'd he'd <laughs> sawed the top off what looked like kind of an um, a, a cooking oil container. Let's try. Let's try and keep the show above the waist. This I know. Evening. I just. I was just so shocked okay. by it, and, I, and we okay, exchanged let's... a look afterwards. It said, "I knew what that was." And okay. So did. Let's. I, what I want to do is, I want to. Now we're award winners. Um, who knows who may oh. be listening to us? You know, the Radio Four oh. could 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 want me back. So let's try and keep it above the waist this evening, if we can, please, dear listener. Thank How's you very much indeed. How's the concert? The concert was fabuloso, Jerry. Um, it was uh, it was wonderful. It was well worth bunking off for. It's a lovely venue, the Bear Club in Luton. I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but it, it's a stunning, stunning venue. And uh, it was a wonderful gig. And Stephen Page was very gracious and uh, embraced us before and after the show. Embrace again. Uh, there we go, Danny McNamara. And, um, and um, we are now good friends with um, Kevin Fox, his um, uh, cellist, who came and spoke to us about 20 minutes before the show. No relation to Dr. Fox. No. Yeah. Jerry, I'm going to give you 30 seconds, to, to uh, starting from two seconds ago. And boy, oh boy, you better have some gold tonight. Otherwise, I'm going to cut you off. I'm, I'm in that kind of mood tonight, Jerry, where I'm going to cut people off. That's OK. You can cut me off. OK, fine. That's, that's fine. I mean, it's in that kind of mood tonight where if people aren't delivering, they're going. And everyone's, everyone's got to up their game a little bit this evening, um, is what I... Um, is what I'm saying. So we saw we saw Stephen Page, and it was brilliant. But the night before, and I forgot, I wanted to talk about this. The night before, we were, Catherine and I went out for a pre-show meal. Pre-show meals, we do occasionally. 
and um, didn't fancy any of the usual haunts that we go to. So didn't fancy Culture Grub, the Chinese, didn't fancy Byron Burgers, certainly didn't fancy Anandos, didn't fancy the Tapas. And so, that Japanese place we found the other week was a bit of a disappointment. The Japanese place it was very, very poor. Very poor indeed. But we'd seen um, like a sort of, uh, like a, well, sort of, we saw a restaurant that we bought past a few times. I went, well, let's try that. But what I didn't know, dear listener, what I didn't know well, it was a, that it was a restaurant that was part of a hotel. You had to walk through, and that should have been my first my first thing. You had to walk through a hotel to get to it, and I, that should have been my sign to go. Do you know what? Let's not bother, um, because I, I'll be honest. It was we didn't get a lot for fifty quid. Fifty quid for a meal. That's one glass of wine as well. Fifty quid. When the bill came, I was like, what the f-? And also, it was so noisy in there. Not only did they have Sky Sports on, but they had this really loud music. And it was really, really loud. Um, pop music. Ve- I mean, deafeningly loud. But it wasn't a nightclub. It wasn't a disco. It was a restaurant. And there was a family in there with, with, with babies. And the music was so, and it was so dark as well. We had to shine our phones on the menu to see what the hell was going on. What is that about? It's like eating in Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, for... Now, how can Abercrombie and Fitch still exist? Because we know they only employ hot young men and fit young women. We know that, Mm -hmm. right? But that's against the law. That's discrimination. Is it, though? Yeah. Is it, though? Because my sister, when she was an air hostess, had to send, like, not only a facial picture, she had to send her measurements... And a head-to-toe shot yeah. to be selected. So they're clearly going for a look. Right, so, well, hang on. No, so, so, so hang on, you're, why are you saying that, but, but it is an argument that Abercrombie and Fitch isn't... No, I'm saying it must be allowed if they're selecting people oh, on the basis it, of look. It can't be. It cannot be. It's, it's discrimination. Yeah. Okay, I don't, okay, don't want to give... Um, uh, uh, I've, okay, I'm running a shop and I'm going I'm to go... I'm going to do it on looks, okay? Um, so I want a headshot. Right, and um, on, on my left, I'm going to put a pile of the beautiful um, white young people that I want to interview, and on the right, I'm going to put a pile of the black people I don't want to interview. Mm. See, that's not allowed. No, you're not allowed to discriminate on the basis of race. Well, then you can't you discriminate. Can discriminate you, on the basis hang on, of you can't. Di- you cannot discriminate on the basis of fitness. You then, can. Well, I, that can't turns be- out you can. No, what I'm saying is that that can't be a, uh, that can't be legal. It can't be. There has to be. You can't. Well, because... you could have an ugly one in there. No, but you're. But but you're. You, but... No, no, no. Listen, you're not listening to me. Um, you can't do that because there have been cases where of shops where people have um, complained that they didn't get the job because their bust wasn't big enough. So, and those people have gone to court. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. I don't know about that case. Oh, it's true. It's I worked in shops. They always pick people who look smart. I cannot believe. Um, Alan, what do you want? There we go, he's gone. I'm, 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 I'm in that kind of mood tonight. No, I'm in that kind of mood tonight. No, I don't know. Right. Uh, we, can you go and get me the Daily Star, please? Because I didn't get the Daily Star. Thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um, I'm not really sure where to go with the show tonight. It's always weird, having taken a night off. And, um... Uh, yeah, like Hooters! 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 Thank you very much, uh, uh, person on, um... 
uh, on Periscope. Hooters. Hooters discriminates, doesn't it? Hooters discriminates. That can't be allowed. There has to be a law. You can't employ someone uh, 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 because they're better looking than someone else. You can't. That has to be against the law. I cannot believe there is no law against that. Someone phone me up and tell me, because honestly, that simply cannot be the case. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 1000. This is... The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with time to change. Yes, Andre? Hi, Ian. Yes, it's what do you want? Yeah, okay. uh, Thanks that? very much for calling. I just, I mean, I, I just can't, <laughs> I just can't be bothered with tonight. <sighs> I just can't really. <clears throat> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the uh, telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. Mm. Fast food giant Burger King seems to take a pop at rival McDonald's in a scary killer clown ad. The Daily Star, it would appear, is um, obsessed with these killer uh, killer crowns, killer clowns. They had one the other day, a story about killer clowns. And we, we all know, don't we, that these killer clowns only exist in the newspaper. They're not real. No one has ever, um... Uh, I'll tell you what, Ray, that, that, oh, Jesus, look, Ray's getting a cob on for, for, for no reason whatsoever. Um, deary me, Ray, do I want calls? Yes, but I want good calls, Ray. Do I want good, tw- do I want good tweets? Yes, good tweets only, Ray. Thanks for telling me how to do my show once again, Ray. Good evening, Gary. All right. I'd like to talk about personal space. I had a mate last night. Okay. Here we go. Now we're in. Drinking. Yes. Invading your personal space and shit. I don't like it. Don't it grab me? Okay, Gary, Gary, you've just said you've dropped the S bomb. That's that's a yellow card, but we're all right. All right. Sort of swearing. But uh, we were doing that last night. I I don't understand why uh, people get upset about personal, invading personal space. Hang on, so who, who, was your space being invaded or were you invading someone else's? No, I got invaded. Okay, well, what happened? Well, we were sat drinking. But I heard James Wilton out about you touching his forehead or something. Okay. So I get get a bit upset about invading personal space as well. Just tell me your story for crying out loud, man. All right. I'll inv- uh, otherwise, I'm going to invade your personal space with my fist. I'll do that, then. I will do that. All right. I, I, I will do that, fella. Oh, my God. Right. Fetting my name. Now you're just slurring words together like a hopeless drunk. You're threatening you my name. Yes. <laughs> What's all that about? Yes, yes, I'm threatening you. I challenge you to a fight. Oh, my God. Yeah, I want to fight you. Why? Because you won't tell me your flipping story, you muppet! Alright, I will. Then do it! Be mate. And if it's Can't no good, I, then I'd st- I'm still want- I will still want to fight you. Alright, cheers. Well, the mate sat next to me, uh, grabbing me and rubbish like that. Yes. And I'm like, get off, mate. Have you got something got, in your mouth? nice. No, I've got no teeth in a, at the moment. Right, why have you got no teeth? Where have your teeth gone? 
Ah, oh, gone. What do you mean? What do you mean you don't know where your teeth are? Well, but it's been somewhere in the dentist chair, maybe. I don't know. What the? What? What? You? What, why? Why do you have your, your teeth falling out? Did you used to brush them? I did, yes, but uh, I got uh, I got a, a disease on my teeth, so I had to pull them out. Is it gingivitis? It's not gingivitis, no. What is it? What t- what disease on your teeth have you got? Or- I don't know what it was. No, you didn't ask, didn't think to ask, when he pulled out all of your teeth? Yes. Uh, it was something. I can't remember what it was, but uh, something, there's a word for it. I don't know. There will be a called. word. There will definitely... Here's the thing I know about dental hygiene. If there is a disease that makes all of your teeth need to be taken out, then I would definitely think there is a word for it, yes. You didn't, yeah, you, you didn't it, yeah. remember the disease that called word, no. all of your teeth to be pulled out? Did you consider the dentist was invading your personal space when he had his, his pliers in your mouth and was ripping out your manky teeth? A little bit. I wanted a snacky one, but... Uh, well, you, gonna, you were going to punch yeah, a dentist. Well, I'm not going to punch a dentist, but I felt like it because it was very painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this that, that, and now you understand why I want to fight you, because this is very painful to me. What is painful to you? This, this phone call is as painful to me as it was for you to have your teeth uh, pulled out. Why is that? Well, because it's painful to have your teeth pulled out. Well, yeah. Why is this phone call painful? Because it's going nowhere, and it sounds like you've got a sausage in your mouth. Well, probably, because I've got nothing. Well, now we know that. But here's the thing. How can you be so dumb, right, as to not remember... Yes, dumb. As to not remember... Just because I'm sick of James Welly calling me dumb. Yeah, right. You you, you go and... I didn't... I didn't that. All I got was James Welly dumb, right? If you had a disease that meant... Sorry? Cutting you off. You, what do you mean you're cutting me off? Right. Please hang up. He's not done it very... He can't even do that properly. Please hang up. He can't even do that properly. <laughs> Flipping heck. Oh, man alive. He can't even hang up properly. What the hell is going on with this guy? For crying out loud. If you had a disease that meant all of your teeth had to be removed... You would know. You would know what the name of that disease was. Jeez, Gary. What is? You would know, wouldn't you? If if okay. yeah, we've got to take all your teeth out. Wise Auckland. Got you've got a disease. Oh, right. is there a word for it? Yes, there is. You would think you would know what the word was, wouldn't you? Oh, flipping heck. Yes, Joe. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm very well, Joe. How are you? I've got a little story for you, what happened to me today. Um, and it's got a, a good moral to it, and uh, it's not Christ. horrendous. But uh, an hour ago, I got home from the Royal Free Hospital in Hampstead, and I really would like to praise all the nursing staff oh, and the, the doctors. They were absolutely marvellous. They get paid? Oh, they should get paid millions. Well, for, go, go you on. Did, did you? I'm assuming you you um, put some money in an envelope and gave it to the nurses. Did you? Well, I'll tell you what. I wasn't able to because, oh. uh, but it's, it is a consideration. But you'll love this. I'm gonna, I'll keep it very clean. I've had surgery on my left testicle today, <laughs> and I just wanted to share something with the male listeners. Don't do what I did and ignore a lump. For no a one, year. no one ignores lumps in their testicles anymore. Only idiots. 
know. Everyone, <laughs> everyone checks their balls. Everyone gets the, gets their partner to check their balls. I'm checking my balls all the time. I'm checking my balls now while I'm talking to you. And I, and as soon as as soon as I find anything that's Ooh. like a lump, I'm gonna um, yeah. I'm gonna go straight to the doctors and I'm gonna yeah. whip my balls out as soon as I've walked through the door before I've even shut the door. My balls are gonna be out. <laughs> no one ignores lumps in their balls anymore. No, I was very silly. I'll be. I'll put my hands up. Hundred percent. That's it. You that. put your hands up. You should have put your hands down, man. Down. Yes. Yes. Well, I was scared to be honest, Ian. And uh, you know, in case it was something rather sinister. But the, the thing is, right? Lumps on your balls is nothing now. They all they do at worst. Now, if you get, if you notice it early, which if you check it every day, you will. Um, mm. That you go in at worst, they'll whip a ball out, and that's. And then they can put like a little, um, you know, those um, plastic balls that, that just bounce forever. They'll put one of those in, and then you can rock them together like clackers. Oh my god! Well, this would turn out to be a hydra seal, which is a sac that grows on the testicle and fills up with fluid. I don't want to hear about that... your fluidy balls. <laughs> no, I don't want to. Now. I don't want to hear about it. Oh, I thought you might laugh, actually. And. Uh... Uh, I'm, I was saying, I'm, so, I'm in agony as I'm speaking, but I'm so glad I went today. And so is my good lady, um, who's been nagging me a bit, but she's right to have done so. You better, t- t- uh, to save save uh, your face, you better tell yeah. me you demanded they put that um, ball um, in with a, a, a jar of pickled onions. Pickled onions? Oh, well, I did cross my mind. What a waste, yeah, of, a, what a waste of a bollock. For God's <laughs> sakes, man. If, if they're going to take out a testicle, oh, no. you go get no, some fun can... out of it. No, they didn't remove the testicle. They removed this... this so you've still got both your testicles? I have but one. Good day to you. Wasn't a story? Wasn't a story? Everybody, everybody, just check, the, check your balls now. Che- I'm going to check them now. I'm checking my balls now. Well... Well, well, nothing there. Got to touch the um, screen with that finger. Sorry. Should have done that with my left hand. Nothing there. Didn't even remove his ball. The Star is the only newspaper. And the Express, to a certain um, extent. Not tonight, Andre. The Star and the Express are the only papers that um, are obsessing with this killer clown phenomenon. Dun, 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 dun. Killer clowns don't exist. They uh, happen because that rubbish movie came. They, they don't exist. I know it's Halloween's coming up and all, it's spooky. They don't exist. No one exists. No one exists. Some people exist, that's true. Fast food giant Burger King seems to take a pop at rival McDonald's in a scary killer clown advert for a free Whoppers stunt. The ad has also sparked fears that sick pranksters could hijack the event for Halloween. What? Let's turn to page five to get more, um, more on this. Um, Burger King is urging youngsters to dress up as killer clowns this weekend 
in exchange they will get a free burger. Now that, to me, sounds like a deal. That, I can dig. Good for them. Oh. The chain is offering a complimentary whopper to the first 500 youngsters who turn up at its flagship Leicester Square restaurant. Jeez, if that's Burger King's flagship restaurant, imagine what the worst bottom of the line, um, what would be the opposite of a flagship? Um, uh, a boxcar. Imagine what their boxcar willy restaurant is like. It must be the pits, man. Because the one in Leicester Square... You try going in there at two o'clock in the morning. Jeez. The chain is offering a complimentary whopper to the first 500 youngsters who turn up at its flagship Leicester Square restaurant in London dressed as clowns between 7pm and 3am on Saturday. That's quite a wide window. The PR stunt could be seen at a cheeky as a cheeky dig at rivals McDonald's, who, whose mascot Ronald McDonald is an insane genius clown. I started watching that film about McDonald's, starring um, not the Batman, the guy from Multiplicity, Michael Keaton. And here's here's my thing. Now I've watched so many films on Netflix and Amazon Prime, and I've started giving them half an hour. And half an hour into them, if, if I'm if if I'm bored within still at half an hour, I go well. This ain't worth watching. And I never used to do that. And I did that with the McDonald's film on Netflix, boring. And I did it today with The Martian. You know the one about the lad that gets stuck on a planet and he um does a, he grows a potato in his own uh, fecal matter, right? And I, I it's, I've wanted to see it for quite a long time. And I was watching it, thinking, nothing, nothing's going. This is the most boring film in the world. And I looked, there was another two hours to go of what him growing vegetables on Mars. You're really flipping it. What a load of old rubbish. Absolute tosh. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. Right, Gary, whose teeth fell out. Sorry, Gary, whose teeth were surgically removed, has remembered the name of the disease. Right. He's tweeted me. This is, I'm assuming from, he's put rom. This is from Gary. Gum disease and then decay. Oh, for... That's it. You didn't brush your teeth properly. That's all that is. That's all that is. 0344 499 is the tele... Right, Darren Ratcliffe on Twitter, you're blocked for trolling me. And you'll be hearing from my legal team in the morning. The Martian is a great film, and so is the McDonald's one, in fairness. That is, um, uh, you're trolling me, you're blocked. Two of the most boring films I have ever had the misfortune to watch the first 29 minutes of. Oh, yeah, I've got to say this, and I? This is the late-night alternative with me and Leon Talk Radio. And, of course, with our friends at Time to Change. 
One in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. So it's time to change to find out more. We'll be talking more about that after 11 this evening. There are fears it could backfire if sick pranksters try to hijack it. Your Daily Star reported last week how the sick killer clown craze, killer cows, now that would be sick, killer clown craze, which first emerged last year, is back with a vengeance. No, it's not. It's a made-up story. It doesn't really happen. Last Tuesday... Teenagers wearing creepy clown masks and orange jumpsuits were spotted jumping in front of cars and scaring mums out with their children. The Burger King's posters feature a clown that looks... I tell you who's creepy is the Burger King. That guy. Have you seen that guy? Because his face is like like the, a, a normal face, but like... Point three bigger, isn't it? What is that about? Who is this king? Who died and made him king? The Burger King's posters feature a clown that looks eerily similar to the murderous Pennywise, the villain in Stephen King's disappointing novel It, which has been made into two crappy movies. The sick craze swept across Britain in 2016. I have never seen a killer clown out and about because it doesn't happen it just doesn't happen there are no photos of this there are no if they, everyone's got a mobile phone everybody's got so if there were killer clowns why aren't we seeing pictures of it why aren't we seeing video footage of it because it doesn't happen that's why The sick craze swept across Britain in 2016 with the first person in British legal history prosecuted for scaring kids last October. Jobless Connor Jones, then 18, was handed a £90 fixed penalty notice for scaring children outside a school in Carefilly, South Wales. Hang on a second. But, But was he... Dressed as a clown. That is Connor Jones. Um, uh, Care Philly. Scaring kids. Was he dressed as a clown? Oh, no, hang on, here we go. Oh, I'm, I'm wrong. It turns out there is a sick epidemic that's sweeping this country. A teenager caught up in the killer clown craze, killer crowns, has been fined £90 after he scared children at a Welsh school. Hang on, it's, uh, oh no, it does say £90. The jobless 18-year-old Connor Jones is one of the first to be charged and punished as the usual. Um, uh, Okay, right, fine, well, okay, there has been one instance of this happening. So I take back everything I've said. Lock your kids up. Um, there are killer clowns out there. They, they will be terrified that nowhere is safe. I saw the best thing today. I went to get my hair cut, and it's quite a trendy, sweary barbers. They quite often play 
um, loud rap music. Um, it's white kids working there, of course. Loud rap music that very, very often they'll be they'll, the songs will have f bombs in there. Um, I've even heard the c bomb. There was a few s bombs in there today, but that didn't stop one mum bringing her eight year old um, son in for a trendy haircut and. Um, as they were, as they were waiting to get their hair cut, he said to his mum, is Halloween on a school day this year? And she went, yeah, it's on a Tuesday. And and you've never seen anyone sink so low. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then there was a posh kid came in with his dad, who, he was also eight. And he was getting his hair cut by one of the young gentlemen. And one of the young gentlemen was was talking to him about school. And it transpired that this young lad was so posh, he was going to be going to Eton. And um, for some, and he was the, the guy was saying, "So, what are your favourite subjects at school?" And the kid said, "Latin." Right. And so the hairdresser went, "All right then. So, uh, can you speak fluent Latin then?" Sorry, what? Yeah, can you speak fluent Latin then? Have you ever been to South America? Now, that's what he said. That's what he said. And there, in that simple exchange between uh, the serving class of the hairdresser and the entitled class of an eight-year-old millionaire's son, um, that sums up up written post-Brexit for me perfectly, in a nutshell. It's them and us, guys. Them and us. It's, it's, it's the rich eight-year-olds versus everybody else in the world. Are you ready for that? Uh, days later, a student arrested as, addressed as a killer clown was arrested on Brunel University campus in Uxbridge, London, for wielding a chainsaw. Um, Kenny Ojuderi, a 19-year-old first-year student, was detained by police after YouTube footage of the sick prank. No, because that was him. I remember that case. They were making a movie, weren't they? I think they were making a movie. That's what was going on then. Um, Burger King have been contacted for a comment. Oh, that's, 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 great. that's great news. Well, that's great news for everybody. So, it turns out that... Um, there is a killer clown epidemic, and we're all doomed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I'm going to turn Skype on in a minute. Add late night alternative. This is the late night alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio with Time to Change. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Can I ask you a question, dear listener? Has no. I'll ask you that. I'll ask you that after midnight. I've got. I've got a question about cats. My cat, who, who is very old, I had to take her to the vets again today. She's fine. I mean, she's on these pills, and they don't actually seem to be doing anything. They're they're, they're costing me a hundred pounds every month, but they don't actually seem to be doing anything. But I've, I, I have a question about cats. Uh, that we will we will ponder after midnight, I think. I think that's what we'll do. 0344 499 1000. If you're going to call in, make it a good one, please, tonight. Just make it a good one, because I'm not in the mood for, um, uh, for rubbish ones. I think maybe we've, we've lowered our... Where's this thing I'm looking for? Oh, I'm talking... Uh, page 37. I think we've lowered our standards... Uh, a little bit. So, come on, guys. If you, got, if you want to call, 
Make it a good one. Otherwise, we'll just crack on sans le téléphone. Here's a dumb thing. Up, up and away. Britain soars... Uh, Briton. Briton. Man. Briton. Soars to 8,000 feet on a camp chair tied to 100 balloons. Oh, yeah. This is great. This is great. It may look like a scene from a children's adventure film or a bizarre dream. Imagine if that was your... They consider that to be a bizarre dream? That's like a vanilla dream to me. A bizarre dream. Jeez, you don't even want to know. But dangling on a cheap camping... I'm going to show the periscopers. There's a picture of the dude. He's doing it. He's doing it. But dangling on a cheap camping chair and suspended by 100 100 helium-filled balloons, this is a real-life adventurer. Tom Morgan, 38, drifted nearly 16 miles through the skies over South Africa and reached 8,000 feet after spending two days filling the balloons with gas. He had previously attempted the stunt three times in Botswana before finally succeeding in good weather north of Johannesburg using the last of his helium supply. But he's a South African? No, he's a Briton. I said that earlier. The father of two, from Brazil, described the flight as peaceful and terrifying in equal measure. Was he stra- would he be would he be strapped in? You'd have to be strapped in, wouldn't you? There, there, there would have to be a strap because if it tipped forward, would they? I don't know. He said the problem was finding good weather, and it was difficult to protect the balloons as they kept bursting. It was completely silent. Now that's the thing I noticed when I went up in a hot air balloon. It was silent. It was ab- on, on, it, it's just the strangest thing, and it's the it's the smoothest um, uh, uh, uptake, not uptake, takeoff. It's the smoothest takeoff, and it is silent, absolutely silent. Um, it was completely silent, and the view was amazing. The whole thing was magical, but I don't think it would be a commercial success. The balloons had been field filled with heat. Like, I can't read tonight. Like an old, like an old drunk. The balloons had been filled with helium in a warehouse and stored overnight before being tied together and weighed down with canisters of the gas. The two and a half hour flight took Mr. Morgan close to Johannesburg Airport. He added. I didn't know what height the balloons would burst or what the sun would do to them. At 8,000 feet, they started accelerating into the flight path. To get down, he had to keep my cool and start gradually cutting the balloons. Um, Then there's some sciencey bit. Ah, here we go. 
Mr Morgan and his wife Jenny, 37, run an adventure company called The Adventurists, which organises trips to races and summits. Oh. I see what he's done there. He's, he sucked me into his little world of free advertising. That's what he's done there. That's what he's done, Chuck. Uh, howdy, cowboy. Howdy, Chuck. How's things going? Well, no, I'm not doing well. I'm still on the run. Okay, that's that's good to know. Uh, uh, um, remind me why you're on the run again. Well, that's why I rang up. Uh, I can't believe, uh, I originally thought it was the FBI. Yeah, it's difficult to hear you because you sound um, like you're at the bottom of a, a tin can. Yeah, I got the uh, voice scrambler. The voice scrambler. Okay, I, I, are you just holding up like a, a pot or something? So you're holding up a saucepan, aren't you? No, it's a high tech. Uh, I'm surprised you can tell it's me actually. Okay, well, it, it's only because it says so on the screen. Very good. Yeah. Turn, turns out it's not the FBI after all. What? Who? 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 Uh, it's um, uh, North Korea. Sorry. It's North Korea. North Korea's what? They're following me. Following you for why? Because I've been uh, talking about their um, uh, goings on. Oh yeah, and and um, what do you think their their leader is upset with you? Kim Yum Yum. Yes. Yeah, I think it's uh, how to count by uh, John. Well, I don't think it's almost definitely going to be him or something. Um, there, there, yeah. Okay. Well, so what 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 can we what can we do to help? Well, I, I just, I, I just ringing in to uh, keep you up to date. I was, uh, there's, uh, been, uh, they've uh, been releasing more propaganda by the bucket load, Johnny. Okay, listen, I feel partly responsible for this, Chuck. Would you, would you let me help you sort this out? Why, why are you thinking about doing? I'm thinking that if, if, if we just phone up Korea, yeah. and, it, and and if you just explain to them what's going on, yeah. that they might, they might call the feds off. Yeah, I mean, it might work. I mean, you can give it a try. Let's give, let's give it a go. Let's, I'm phoning up, I'm calling Korea now. You speak to them and just, just put forward your case. I actually speak to them. Thank you for calling Korea. Hi, is that, is that, uh, Korea? Pardon me? Hi, the cowboy, is that Korea? Oh, yeah, I can't understand what you Sorry, yeah, I speak. Hi, the cowboy. Um, is that Korea? Oh. Uh, What's your name? This is Miss Korea Barbecue. Ah, Miss Korea. Uh, were you, uh, uh, did you win the competition or something? Oh, I cannot understand what you're saying, so, yeah. I speak very slowly, sorry. Um, I'm just wanting to uh, say... That uh, I'm, I'm proud of, I know a lot of your guys have been following me all around here in Jiggery Pokery, and I'm just thinking if they can call it off. Oh, sorry, I really can't understand anything. I speak even slower. Uh, howdy, cowboy. Um, um, is it a bad problem with the accent, do you reckon? Yeah, the accent is fine. So I just want you to tell old Kim Yum Yum up there uh, if he could call his boys back in the barracks and hold 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 him back and we have a champagne and all that. Sorry, are you ordering something to go, or you have a complaint, or you making a reservation? Is I've it any of those three? Is uh, Kim Yum Yum won't have his uh, boys be following me around? That's I can't even have a toe. 
No. Yeah, because like even the phone connection isn't really good, but I'm not a native English speaker, so I can't really understand your accent. Nah, not a I'm problem. sorry. Not a problem. You just tell uh, well, you tell your big man over that uh, just uh, keep it uh, keep it away from me, and we'll be fine. Okay, Chuck. Well, I think that's that sorted then. Holy Jack and Molly, I'm out of undercover. Hold on, hold on. I think we got we got somewhere with that. I think we, uh, I think we might have got somewhere, uh, with that, 0344 499 you can Skype Late Night Alternative, it's up and it's running, guys. <clears throat> oh, uh, oh no, it's a bit, um, all the stories, all the stories in the papers are, uh, um, uh, they're, they're quite heavy at the moment, uh, they're quite... I'm just trying to find something that's not um, that's not so heavy. Um, what's this? Hang on, hang on. Oh, here we go. This is a good one. I don't know if it is. I've just read the. Uh... Some people are unfairly saying that that young lady spoke better English than Chuck Winkle. Well, that is um, that's unfair. Scotland's most famous deer is from Slough. WTF? And I only just found out what the F stands for yesterday. The stag in the classic Monarch of the Glen oil painting is used to advertise a string of Scottish products. The National Galleries of Scotland bought the 1851 canvas for four million quid last year. Four million quid. And he's taking it on tour. Wow, live in concert. It's a picture of a stag. But it has emerged the animal may have been observed by painter Sir Edwin Landseer at Stoke Park. Stately home near Slough. Yeah, what a state it's in as well. I know Stoke Park. If you if you want to go um, dog in or score some brown, that's where you need to go. By brown, I mean heroin. I wasn't I wasn't a reference to um, anything else. Um, that's the place to go, Stoke Park. Yeah, Stoke Park after dark, guys. Fancy anyone fancy a fight? Let's go to Stoke Park. Stoke Park now a five star hotel. What the hell? Oh, no, in that case, I'm thinking of another park. In that case, this Stoke Park is a wonderful, wonderful place. There's nothing um, dodgy or illegal that goes on there, and I recommend everybody that can afford it goes there. And even if you can't afford it, put it on the credit card, guys. Come on, it's Christmas. Treat yourself. You deserve it. You deserve it. Stoke Park, now a five-star hotel, states on its website... Sir Edwin painted many pictures of the herd of deer in the park, including the famous Monarch of the Glen. Its head of communication, Nick Downey, added, Our information comes from the history books, so it must be true, then. The National Galleries of Scotland yesterday admitted that the area where the stag was studied had not been definitively identified. Who who cares? Really? But the the Sun uh, have their say on page 10. Let's go to the Sun says and um, see what else. Um, Here we go. This is what the Sun says about Slough. Bear in mind I live in Slough, right? 
Come friendly bombs and fall on slough. It isn't fit for humans now. So wrote one of Britain's best ever poets, John Betchman. I remember once when I was doing stand-up comedy having an argument with a gentleman who said that it was Ted Hughes. He's going, no, it was Betchman. It was Ted Hughes. It was Betchman. Uh, uh, yet the town is well and truly on the up. A recent study said it was the best place to live and work in the UK. You're having a laugh. Is it bleep? The best place to live and work in the UK is Slough. Come on, guys. Get a grip. This is the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio with Time to Change. One in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Go online, search Time to Change to find out more, and we will be talking uh, more about this with our friends from Time to Change after 11 o'clock. Talk Radio. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Uh, we're going to change things ever so slightly for the next hour, as we've been doing the last couple of weeks, and we'll do this week and next week, uh, as we talk a bit more about uh, uh, time to change, about mental health, and, uh, you know, the next hour is just to check in and let us know how you're feeling, all right? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell. But I've been seen with Farrah I've never been with anything less than a nine So fine I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone past with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for a living in the movies and TV Do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. I might fall from a tall building, I might roll a brand new car, cause I'm the unknown stuntman that made Redford such a star. Never spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan Welcome to the Time to Change Hour on Talk Radio. We did this the last couple of weeks. We're doing this this week, and then we're doing it next week. And, uh, you know, you all seem to be chipping in and stuff. So uh, this is where we kind of sit. And and you know how this works anyway, right? You you can phone in any time and talk about how your head's feeling or how your soul is feeling. Um, And it doesn't have to be just because we're doing this Time to Change Hour every week. You can do it whenever you want, right? But if you want to do it now, it'll be an excellent time. 0344 499 1000 for the next... Hour or so, we're going to be talking about mental health because, of course, it's something that we should all talk about. We'll be discussing the highs, the lows, and how having someone in your corner to talk about the challenges you are facing or just meeting up to go for a run or a coffee um, can make all the difference. Here's the thing. I don't get the running thing. I don't get it. And I know it works for a lot of people in terms of, like, depression and stuff. It works for Matt Haig. It worked for my mate Dave. Um, It worked for a lot of people. I don't get it. 
I do not. All the, all the running does is just make me uh, want to uh, be sick. Oh, yeah, but you've got to build up your tolerance. Why? And I've tried that couch to 5K, those apps. It doesn't work, man. It doesn't work. So if running works for you, beautiful. Then, then, then go off and, and run. But I, trust me, it don't do nothing for me. Uh, so 0344... 499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. And each week we, tr- we try and get a different guest on to share their experience, their strength, their hope, their, well, you know, just, just to, you know, maybe give us a little bit of uh, a different way of thinking about depression and anxiety and, and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, and I'm thrilled this week. We've got, uh, uh, now, is Faris. Is that how I pronounce it, Faris? Yes, it is. Beautiful. Nice to talk to you, man. How, how, are, you doing, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing okay. About a seven out of ten. Oh, seven out of ten. That's hey, that's not bad going. Absolutely, it's fantastic. That would be good. Um, how 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 low does it get at the, at the worst? What's the lowest it's been? Um, in history, probably a two. Eey. That's pretty dark. How, uh, uh, listen, because when, when the, the reason we're chatting, Ferris, is it was, I, I want a little bit of the war story, if I'm honest. But this is, you know, is to kind of celebrate the fact that it, these things pass if you're uh, if you're patient enough, and we come out the other end. But when you're at a two, what uh, what, what what's that like for you? Is are you one of those that's you're just lying in bed in the dark and you can't move? Or what, what, what what's kind of your um, your two setting? What happens? Well, I'm a pretty quiet person, so uh, my biggest anxiety is being a bother. So the longer I feel, the bigger of the bother I feel myself. So yeah. I tend to retreat further and further. So you're not far off the mark. So yeah. I tend to almost create like a cave-like setting for myself where I tend to wallow. But the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that suffering those twos have made me really appreciate the sevens, the eights, the nines, and yeah. tens. Because I've, I've been in a two. I know what it's like to climb back up to an eight. Yeah. And are you well enough now? And I've only got this recently, right? Are you well enough now that when you're at a two, three, two or three or four, to know that this two shall pass? That there's that, that that this isn't that that isn't forever. Yes, but at the same time, you always get this lingering feeling down your chest. You think, okay, I know this has happened before, but there's no guarantee you'll pass. Yet every single time I've been through it, it has passed. Yeah. And the proof of that, I'm still here. So it's, it seems difficult while it's happening, but I always hold on to hope. There's always people around, around me reminding me that there's a reason to do it. Now, I'm, I know a little bit. I've got your bio here. I know everything about you. But I'm trying Amazing. to... I, I'm, yeah, I know exactly. I, I know you're, um, you're, you're originally from Sudan, but, there's, but, but you're, how long have you been in this country for? Um, just close to 15 years now. Okay, because your accent is flying all over the place, and I can't quite work out where, where um, you've been in Britain. The way it is worked out is uh, Arabic is my first language, and uh, the way I learned English was through watching TV with the subtitles on. So I'd watch The Simpsons, The Golden Girls, I'd watch Father Ted. Shut up, man. Are you te- hang on a minute, Ferris. Are you telling me you learn English through watching The Golden Girls? Yes. Wow, that is incredible. That is incredible. <laughs> the options were limited at the time. It wasn't a choice. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, I mean, it's a great show, The Golden Girls, but I never it's thought it could be educated. It's a brilliant show, you know. Yeah. Um, so you, all right, go, yeah, okay. But then you've, but then you've been over here. So where have you lived over here? Because your accent, it's, 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 it, 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 you're going all around the country with it a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, I think confused a lot of people. Uh, well, when I first came here, I uh, lived in a kid's home and up in New Brighton, going for a short while. But most of my life has been in Liverpool, and uh, I can do a Scouse accent if I need to. I'm but well, you, you my need... default accent is uh, this. Well, it, there's, there's, there's hints of Scouse in there. I, I, I'm getting little oh, bits. Definitely. And there's also um, hints of Betty White, one of the actresses from The Golden Girls <laughs> as well. So it's, you, you're doing Old good. Old-time hero. Uh, so you came over... Now, listen, I, I don't know much about Sudan, and I probably should. I'm, I'm guessing it's not a particularly fun place to, 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 to be a young lad. No, no, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit messy because it's been to two countries recently. Uh, but before that, we had up to six years of civil war, both, both at the north and the south of the country. And uh, when I grew up, it, things got extremely messy. I ended up losing a lot of family members and coming here as an asylum seeker when I was 14, turning 15. Yeah. Uh, so I was passed through the care system and ended up... Uh, my way How did you get here? Because we, we, we have we have this thing, Faris. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of people in this country don't like um, uh, asylum seekers. Um, they think they're over here just to get free flats and um, get you know use our NHS. I'm not one of those people, so don't panic. So, but how how <laughs> you know I, 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 how did you get over here? And because I know that you lost your parents, and 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 you mm-hmm. know you have my deepest sympathies for that. Even all these years later, it must still be horrific. It, 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 so, so how did you go from losing your parents to, to to finding yourself in Britain? What's that? What is that journey like? Um, it was a bit messy, to be honest with you, because oh, I, uh, I had to take a boat over, and it was quite a long journey because he, he, I wasn't sure where I was going. I mean, at first I was in America, to be honest with you, and uh, it's the the definition of solitude because in most throwaway uh, cases when you're illegally in a boat, uh, some boats will choose the option of throwing someone overboard if it becomes too much of a hassle to paperwork or no. immigration. Uh, so the safest option is to keep people out of sight uh, as long as possible. And from there on, I was picked up by the police uh, not far from Water Street in Liverpool and uh, processed through there. And, it, the, 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 and the other thing I found that... Uh, it works the other way around. The older I got, yeah. the more horrified I was by everything. As in, like, you, you, your brain is becoming more and more capable of understanding of what happened. Yeah. So it's almost like a reverse journey, but then it kind of turns back around again, I hope. Um, and, and, you know, and uh, anyone would find that whole journey traumatic, you know, as, as, as a fully grown adult, but you're doing it as a kid, knowing that y- your parents are dead as well. I can't even begin to imagine the, 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 the fear or sadness or whatever it was. I can't even begin to imagine what must have been going through your head. Um, it was a, a lot of crying, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I bet. But, um, it's what gets got me through and what still gets me through is the immense and incredible support I've had from people. Mm. Um, from the first social that I've had to um, one of my cares, all of my cares in, in, in the kitchen where I grew up who some, some people I call grandma to this day who I still visit. So it's the people I have around me that saved me really more than anything else. Um, so, okay, so you come over and um, you, 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 how long... <sighs> How long from getting off the boat does it take for you then 
to kind of be part of the system, to be, I, I'm assuming, I, did you go to, a, like, oh, a gee, care home um, or foster parents or what? Well, uh, depending on your age, because of my age, I was first, because they, they, the government was going through the phase of trying to close down kids' home and moving people, uh, kids to foster a family environment. Yeah. So uh, they had no room. So I had to stay in a home for kids with uh, physical problems, like violence problems in New Brighton. Uh, now, that place was scary. The kids were extremely uh, troubled. Mm. But not, no one up towards me. It's usually just uh, anger, like due to the issues. Yeah. And uh, it was a rough couple of weeks living there. Uh, and then I moved to a, a really nice home up in Liverpool, which is down the road from Strawberry Fields. The same road as Strawberry Fields, actually. And uh, I grew up there for three years, and then I moved to Foster for a year. And then I kind of found my way from there on, with a lot of help, of course. So how was, um, uh, and if, uh, by the way, I should have said this at the start, Faris, uh, but, but if I ask anything you don't want to answer, you just, just tell me and we'll jog on. Um, you know, I'm, I said, yeah, I'm good at evading questions, too. Well, good, good. <laughs> hey, that, that's a great skill, isn't it? I've got that skill. Absolutely. But it's very rarely I get to talk to someone who's, who's experienced what you've experienced. And I think it's, it's particularly fascinating because there is this whole thing of, uh, unfortunately, swathes of this country don't like refugees. And, you know, and, 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 I, and I, it's heartbreaking to see it. But it's, so it's really interesting to hear it from your side of the story. I don't think we hear it enough. Um, the stuff you've seen and the stuff that you experience and, and you know, d- 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 everything, um, as you get older, how does that, how does that manifest itself? Did, did, I mean, were you having nightmares? Were you having panic attacks? What was going on? Um, I still have both. Right. Uh, it's a strange thing. It becomes normalised, but at the same time not. Because every nightmare feels like it's the first time. But you, you kind of wake up knowing it's going to happen again and you sort of brace yourself for it. And when you do wake up from it, you have a slight knowledge. At like five minutes after the panic, you think, okay, so I've done this before, and then you move on. Like, I still get this thing where I wake up and not know where I am, even mm. though I've been 15 years. So it's it's a strange disconnect. And, I mean, you've been diagnosed with depression, and I think we can understand perhaps why. Mm-hmm. Um, was that kind of a relief? When, I mean, how, did you go to a doctor and say, do you know what, doctor, I feel like my head is falling apart. What happened? Um, I think because I lived in care, you're extremely, like, closely monitored by the staff. Okay. Uh, everything. And I was uh, going through some issues. I was, like crying constantly for days, not sleeping. So I had to be monitored uh, almost 24-7, somewhere by my bed, because I was just freaking out constantly. Uh, And then eventually I was uh, passed over to child psychiatry, and I was diagnosed with PTSD and uh, depression and anxiety. And from there on, I was kind of walked through it because uh, a lot of the, not all of them, uh, child psychiatry units are extremely understanding and very general in introducing you to illness. Yeah. So it's, it was a very gradual thing. I, demi- I remember like constantly being walked across parks while being told what's going on and how to deal with it and what coping mechanisms to use. So uh, the support I had was quite immense. Yeah. Um, and 
part of the, you know, part of the, what a thrill it is for us to be working with, with, with time to change on this, and I genuinely mean that. You know, it's, it's, it's lovely that they've taken interest in our show. And, and one of the things that they're, they're keen for us to kind of talk about is, is um, how important it is to have someone in your corner. Now, whether that is a mate, whether that is someone you sit next to at school, or it's uh, the person who sits opposite you in the office, um, mm-hmm. what kind of support network have you got? Um, well, I got lucky because uh, when I was in school and they were handing out different places to do your work experience, I landed at the toy shop, the most popular one in the city. And from there, I picked up playing guitar. But at the same time, I made the most closest knit circle of friends I've had uh, have in this country. And to this day, if I ever feel low or just I want to be around people I know, I can just walk into the shop and... I feel like I'm home. Did you say? So, did you say a guitar shop? Yes. Uh, yeah. Isn't that funny? Because this this is a recurring thing. Lots of people say that. Um, that well, well, lots of people say. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much proven that um, that music is um, is is very therapeutic. I mean, the simple act of listening to music, or even more so, creating music with a, with one or two other people, that's a great way of getting out of yourself, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Uh, speaking of, uh, only recently I was involved in a, in a project for the Tate Gallery, uh, with Solar Arts, where we, where they had refugees from different countries work together to create art. And, uh, I worked with a girl from the Congo and, uh, wrote a song with her. And wow. the whole experience was but at the same time, you see from people's choice of words and how, choice of notes and everything, how it's an outlet for be it frustration, uh, longing for home, or or relief to be here. Mm. And it's, it, music is, is such a universal language too, so you don't even have to understand the words to to know what, what's happening with what's 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 being emotions being dealt out. And your friends, can you can you say to them um, that you're struggling emotionally? Absolutely. Absolutely. See that's uh, it, that's great, but but not as unusual as it was sort of ten, fifteen years ago. This is one of the the, the, the things I, I, I've discovered, Faris, is that we are. I still think there's a long way to go, but we are so much further down the line. Here's the thing. I remember when I was a kid, growing up in the 70s and the 80s in this country, country Faris, you never heard the word cancer mentioned. No one ever said cancer. It was like if you said it, you'd catch it. And they would go, oh, such and such died of the big C. Or they'd whisper it or mouth it. And now, thankfully, you know, for years we've been able to say, talk about cancer and cancer treatment and you should be checking your breasts and you should be checking your testicles and all of that. We talk about it. And I think that we are partly part down the road with mental health like that. Ten years ago, no one really spoke about it. Now, it's becoming more acceptable to go, do you know what? I wish I was dead today, and I think I'm, um, you know, it, it, it's, you're not considered a freak if you come out with something like that. Of course, because talking is, is almost, in most cases, part of the cure. So if, if I'm struggling and I'm having a bad day and it's a year friend of mine, yeah. why, I tell myself, okay, I, I could be having a better time now if I can just call Ian and tell him about it. And then I think to myself, well, that's just a better option. And usually it's pride or, or, or uh, the stereotype of, of male stoicism or us keeping things in to look cool. It, it's, it's, it doesn't really help in the long run because you just think mental health issues can ruin life literally. So, oh, yeah. It kills, kills. Uh, it's a killer. 
That's the thing. It's a killer. Absolutely. And once you put it out there, especially today with different celebrities, like the, uh, the Prince is talking about it, uh, Frank Bruno, different footballers uh, coming out with it, it's becoming more and more normalized. Mm. Uh, so when people see public figures, uh, you know, uh, I can't the name, but the guy from um, Who Found Is Anyway, who's a huge comedian, uh, talks about his crippling depression, and you go, disconnect the at first. Your, your main job is to make people under a little laugh. Do you mean Stephen you Fry? Um, not Stephen Fry. It, it was a metal comedian. Uh, they do like a charades type show. Yeah, I know this. I know the show. Not Greg Proops. Possibly. We're gonna, we could be, we could be here all night going through all the old, uh, I love your TV references. You've got, so, you've, you've got, so, do you, do you ever watch modern TV? Um, not really. Good. <laughs> it sucks. I have a lot of outdated 90s references. <laughs> I, I get them, I get them. Um, so it's a seven today, which is brilliant. Um, uh, uh, what, 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 what do you do now, Ferris? What, what is life like for you? Um, I do a lot of writing, and I try to really keep on top of my mental health because uh, if I'm being strong, uh, I, I kind of feel like I'm almost always on on an edge. Yeah, because of, of the gravity of my situation, and I feel like if I, if I almost lose focus, I can fall down a deep hole. So I try to always keep myself busy from. Uh, writing to exercising to playing music to, to do whatever I possibly can to, to expand and kind of make myself feel like less in a prison. Have you um, have you got any family left from Sudan? No. Wow. Wow, that's that's um, that's heavy, man. How does that? How does that? How does that? This is a really impossible question, but I'm going to ask it because you're because you, you're a writer, so you might be able to, to to get something out of this. How does that feel? Having no blood family. It's a strange one because um, I, it's weird. You see it in everything. Like I'm watching a movie or hear a song or you see kids going home and, and they sit down with their family or your friends say this or in school and kids or whatever. It's a constant, constant thing where you feel like you, you've missed out on a huge part of life. And... What you try to come to terms with is if there's any alternative out there that can make up for it. Mm. So it's almost like chasing a dream. Whether it's out there or not, I'm not sure. People tell me you'll make your own family, etc., and that might be it. Uh, but for the time being, it's a lot of wishing and fantasizing of what could have been or how it worked out. Hey, listen, man. Thank you so much for um, for sharing that and being so honest with us. Um, I've got a little. I've got a gift for you. Can I give you a gift? Um, actually, thank you very much. Here we go. You didn't have to, though. No, I'm giving you this. Hang on. Here we go. If I can just get this. Oh, what a time for uh, my computer to stop working. Hang on a second. Here we go. This is. Thank you for being friends. Travel I give you. I give you the gift of the Golden Girls theme tune. How's about that? I've, oh, made my night. There you go. Hey, listen, man, nice to talk to you. Thank you so much. It's real pleasure. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Cheers, mate. Ta-ta. There we go. There we go. There we go. This is a theme song, huh, guys? You would 
English from watching The Golden Girls. That's that to me is the um, that's the most mind blowing thing I've ever heard in my um, life. Oh three four four. Thank you, Faris. I enjoyed that a lot, mate. Isn't it, isn't it interesting to hear the uh, refugee story from the side of the refugee? I hope that gave. It wouldn't have given many of you pause to think because you're um, uh, you're quite intelligent, um, forward-thinking young people listening to this show. You're not the bigots that listen to the other radio station. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, just for this hour, we're going to, you know, up until midnight, we'll just chat about, you know, kind of how your head's doing, how your soul's doing, and anything that's loosely or directly connected with that. After midnight, we'll, we'll pick up the nonsense again. I've got a thing I want to ask you about cats after midnight. But until then, we can, we can chat about this. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. This is the Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio with Time to Change. Late Night Conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This is the Late Night Alternative with Time to Change on Talk Radio. One in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all of the difference. Search Time to Change to find out more. Uh, Yes, his phone line was a little bit pony, but I think we got um, everything that we need. Listen, if I could understand it, then you guys can understand it. Um, And uh, sometimes you've just got to work a little bit harder. You've just got to work a little bit harder. Good evening, Simon. I couldn't understand the word Chuck Winkle was saying. No, <laughs> and, 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 and uh, yes, I, I don't know if that's his phone line or if that's his wonky jaw. We just don't know, Simon. Mm, no, perhaps it's part of his disguise. Anyway, what? good evening, Ian. How are you? Good evening, Simon. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling today. I'm struggling. How are you, mate? Yeah. Oh, no, number one to ten? Um, it, 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 do you know what? Today I was kind of a six, six and a half. And then this evening I sunk down to about three. Yeah, it's that evening time, see? It, does, it is the evening time, and I had to do some really unpleasant paperwork before the show. I had to oh, just sort out oh. loads of papers for some horrible thing that's going on. And I just, I held it all this st- oh, I held all these papers in my hand, and I just thought, Jesus, that's my life, what a mess. Mm. Um, so, what? struggling a little bit, but tomorrow I'm up early, I've got the boys, and I'm taking them into Leicester Square to see a show, and then we'll go to the Lego store, and then we'll go and get burgers, and then I'm going to bring them into work for a couple of hours before the show. Yeah. Sounds like you're already on an eight to me, then, if you're looking forward to it. There we go. You're right, and that's lifted me up a little bit. What's going on with you, man? I want to talk, um, if I can, briefly, about, uh, if it helps someone, I don't know, anxiety-induced tinnitus. Oh, go on. I, um, about five, six years ago, laid in bed, and um, all of a sudden I heard a noise in my ear. Mm Mm-hmm. And it scared the living crap out of me. Yeah. Um, and it, it basically that is how it, that's how it started. I mean, I, I have it. Um, I spent because, uh, as I said, you know, depression, the depressed mind, the anxious mind is always searching for the answer. Yeah. And uh, I, for the first time, uh, with my illness. I actually had this, a suicidal thought go through my mind because it was a case of if I can't get rid of this noise, mm. 
then that's going to be an option. Oh, tinnitus is... Now, I've got, mm. I've got tinnitus, um, and uh, I, I, I've sort of made my peace with it, and it's because I, I wear headphones and I have them too loud, but, 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 but people have killed themselves because of tinnitus. Because yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's so, terrible. So, um, is it in both ears? No, it's in my head. Oh, okay, okay. Now, I went on a, again, like I said about the, the depression and that, I went on a journey of discovery. First of all, I was trying to fight it. Yeah. I spent ages trying to fight it. I, I did the research, read the books. I, I, incidentally, the British Tinnitus Association, they are brilliant. Yeah. They are, they are a charity that never gets mentioned, and they, they should be. Um, because they helped a lot. That, you know, although they're only at the end of a the phone, they've got some of the answers that you want. Um, but ultimately, you know, the, the, the thing is that unlike tinnitus that you get from damaging your hearing or mm. banging your head, anxiety-induced tinnitus does actually get better. Um, now, so how did so how did you discover that that it wasn't ear damage tinnitus? It was it. I've, I don't think I've heard of anxiety-induced tinnitus. I, I, I get it, and I know that other th- conditions can be brought on by by anxiety. So I, 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 I'm totally buying into this. But wh- when did you get the the um, when did you work out that it was anxiety that was causing it? Well, you see, the thing is. Well, is this is going to sound weird. Have you ever heard? The, you must have heard the saying, "The sound of silence." Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, it's, I've, yeah. I've, I've heard the song. Yes. I, yes, and I'm aware <laughs> yeah. of the saying. Yes. Yeah, it's terrible. You get that in your ear one morning, and you never get rid of Art Garfunkel. Oh, man alive! Imagine Art Garfunkel <laughs> burrowing away in your ear, dirty little <laughs> monkey, dirty little bald West Coast wearing monkey. Oh dear! No, no, thanks. But anyway, so silence does have a sound. Now. Because the depressed mind is constantly searching for the answer, um, you become aware, or, or um, you know, you may not necessarily. And I, and I hope that this doesn't bring it on to some of your listeners. Um, <laughs> go on, go on, unleash the <laughs> unleash the, the tinnitus on them. Yeah, I don't want to be the cause of it, but um, you, you, that's all it was for me. It just I became aware of of a sound, um, both by sleeping in a quiet room or laying in a quiet room. And as far as my anxiety mind was telling me, oh, my God, you've got tinnitus. That was it. That, as soon as that thought went through my head, I'm not able to shift it. Mm. So I went on the journey of trying to sort it out. But this is the reason I wanted to speak is because having suffered with this now for uh, five, six, seven years, it, unlike um, damaged hearing tinnitus, it does get better. I can go for weeks on end now yeah. without without hearing a thing, and then all of a sudden I might get a day, and it's like having a uh, someone putting nails down a blackboard in my ear or in my head. You know, it's like the worst thing to do is to think it's gone because when you think it's gone, it always comes back. Mm. But it's it's like everything with mental health. You just have to just give yourself time. And time sorts it out. Time makes it better. And, and you know, there is no solution. I've tried different medications, bits and pieces. None of that will work. And the worst thing that anyone can say to you is, oh, it's tinnitus, you've got that for life, that's permanent. Mm. And if I'm honest, talking to you now, I can hear yeah, in, yeah. My, in my head, well, I've got a little hissing sound in yeah. my head. Oh, that's the thing. When you start talking about it, you become aware of it again. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that might be with me now for the next two or three days. But do you know what? It doesn't worry me. 
because I know, having had those long periods of nothing, I know that tomorrow might not be there. Where's tomorrow might not be there the day after. Where's the so anxiety? Where's the anxiety coming from? Is it coming from an event? Is it coming from a lifestyle, or is it just one of those things that just pops up with no explanation? I had um, I don't know whether I explained to you last time, but I had a I had a fit when I was I was used to be a coach driver. Yeah, and I did a trip abroad, and I basically did it all wrong. I did an overnight drive, twenty hours, no sleep. Uh, up into altitude, drank nothing but coffee, didn't eat anything, and I ended up collapsing when I got there. Hey. And it ended up with three days uh, in a in an Austrian hospital, and um, it was that that, that 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 brought it on, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because it didn't actually bite me on the bum there and then, because back there and then I was ready to, to fight another day, you know, okay, just want to get back behind the wheel, I love my job, you know. But I had a period of unemployment because I lost my licence as a result of the, the collapse. Yeah. Whilst I was being investigated. And that then allowed the demons to creep in and, 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 and gave them a voice. Because I had too can, much time on my hands. Can I ask you a question? Um, you got right, did you, you I'm going to ask you, okay. And, this, and if this is okay. too personal, then, then tell me to jog on, right? Okay. Did you ever have to drive the coach along those big sort of mountainside roads around the, yes. the flipping heck, man? I we we once right we went um um it wasn't um um oh god my mind's gone blank it's not that wasn't the Greek island we normally go to which I can't even remember the name of that it was the one where they filmed it's Cos Cos where they filmed Captain Corelli's mandolin but right and we right. um hired a car and we were driving we had to get from the the port side to the other side where the hotel was and we had to drive around these these sort of roads around the gee and this was in a tiny hire car and i couldn't look and i my wife did all the driving and she was scared so she was yeah. inching around i it, and, then, and we were getting overtaken by massive petrol tankers and stuff how the yeah, flipping yeah. hell do you drive a coach around that stuff oh, but up and down mountain roads made of ice with 50 school children on board with a thousand foot drop by the side of me. Bloody hell! No wonder you're and, nuts! Uh, and I'll tell you something. Yeah? Uh, regarding <laughs> overnight driving yeah. as a coach driver, I, I wouldn't actually go... This is going to sound terrible, but <laughs> knowing how easy it is to nod off, I wouldn't actually go on an overnight coach trip as a passenger. Blimey, and that's coming from I one think, of the drivers. <laughs> I think the laws need to be changed because, uh, believe me, nodding off is it's just so easy. You know, I mean, roads like the mountain roads, they keep you awake because you're alert, because you're concentrating, but yeah. when you're going down the motorway at night, it's no wonder there's these bad accidents, I'll tell you. Really I, worries me. I, um, I've got a solution for what they could have done on the Italian job. Um, could have blown the bloody doors off. Exactly. But, uh, you know, at the end, when the gold's hanging over the edge, and you, 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 you're thinking, well, how, what are they going to do here? Surely what they needed to do was that if, if, my, if the lightest one of them lay on the floor and got... If they went out and found, like, a big stick, right, all they've got to do is get, like, one bar of gold, two gars, bars of gold back, and then the bat, the equilibrium will, will sustain itself again. So you just need, like, a big hooked stick or, like, a fishing net or something just to get one bar of gold back. Yeah, but does that not... Does that not invite the, uh, the concept of a low-brow movie? 
Ooh, controversial Ooh. words, Simon! Controversial! Hey, at least you know I listen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mate. Nice to talk to you, fella. Thanks for calling. Yeah, Cheers. Bye Ta-ta, now. ta-ta. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with Time to Change. One in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Go online and search Time to Change to find out more. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We're trending on Periscope, guys, and I think that's maybe because I'm doing slightly click-baity um, titles. You can watch the show on Periscope, periscope.tv slash Ian Lee. After midnight, we'll take calls straight to air. Kath will come in the studio, and I've got a th- question about cats. That's all after midnight. Uh, until then, though, this is the Late Night Alternative, and it's the time to change our on-talk radio. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. We call you back. Good evening, Rob. Oh, hello. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, yeah. Sorry, I wasn't expecting to Hey! Well, you, were, you must have been expecting it slightly as you called in. It, it can't have been a complete <laughs> 100% shock. Yeah, no, well, well okay, it's, it's not that much of a shock. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Let's, 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 enough of the hyperbole. Um, okay. Which is a word I love saying. It's too, it's too much hyperbole. It's a good word. It's a good word. I'm not 100% sure what it means. But um, uh, what have you got for us, Rob? Um, it was just in relation to what the gentleman was saying before about um, his tinnitus. Yeah. And that's something that I've suffered from for about 15 years now, well, on now, and off. The anxiety tinnitus? Yes. This is, this is interesting, because I've, uh, I've, I've not heard of this before, and it's, it's fascinating. Um, so when did you first notice it? When I was about 15. Eey. <laughs> the fun age to start realising your body ain't <laughs> ain't as perfect as you thought it was. Yeah, it's all downhill from, from fifteen. <laughs> so what was it, what what happened? How how did it was there a trigger or what what was what was the deal? Definitely a trigger for me. Um, my friend passed away around about the same age. Mm. Um, well, she was a year older than me, yeah. but um, she passed away suddenly. And then my granddad passed away the same year as well. Oh. But I, um, I kind of decided to kind of stay in hospital with him while he was suffering. And I think that had an effect on me. Um, why, did, why, did you, why did you make that choice? Um, I think I kind of wanted to kind of be there yeah. while he was unwell and kind of make sure that it was okay. But because I saw that deterioration... Mm. That sort of had that effect on me and stuck with me. It's a big well. It's a big thing to see at any age, but particularly at fifteen. Um, you know, seeing watching someone die is uh, that must be especially grim. Yeah, it's, yeah, and I think from from that, it's it sounds weird, but I think because I, I became more kind of quite fearful of like health issues, yeah, and things like that. Almost kind of aware of like my own mortality. And from that, I think anxiety kind of reared its ugly head. And then one of the symptoms of that was that tinnitus sound that I'd get if I was really overstressed or anxious. And it comes back, it still comes and goes, depends on what my mood is. Can you do, this is, this is a really impossible question, um, but I, I, I like to, I like to throw the impossible questions to people who I think can handle them. Uh, can you describe 
the noise. Because I know my tinnitus is different in both my ears. Uh, let me have a go first. In my right ear, it's quite a high-pitched, um, sort of computery type noise. And the left ear, it's, it's slightly lower, and it's, it's crunchier and, and more metallic sounding. What, what's your tinnitus like, Rob? Um, it's more of like a sort of a high-pitched, just constant, like... Um, do you know, like the static on a television when you when you kind of yeah. mute it yeah. and you can hear that kind of oh yeah. Think, do you know what I mean? Like white yeah. noise when you mute it and you can hear it. Yes. Yes. Oh, and yes. it's really weird because when I do get it as well, it sounds like some sort of like rubbish superpower. But like <laughs> if I'm like in a bank or something like that, and, the, and there's a CCTV monitor on, I can scope that monitor out. Oh, man, <laughs> know where it's. <laughs> it, if, if there's only where we could find some way to monetize that skill, Rob, we'd be quids in. What a what a <laughs> what a world we'd live in. Eh? Um, so how do you how do you cope with it? Does does meditation help? Does the, like some people said earlier, I'm running. What what, what what are your have you got any tricks up your sleeve? I think keeping um, busy and keeping your mind off it. Yeah. Um, helps quite a lot. I mean, I swim, which helps. And I know you were saying that you hate running, oh, which yeah. I can totally agree with. Oh, man, alive. Wait, I just, I just, I don't get it. I, when I was a kid, I was a sprinter, and I used to hate long-distance running. But there's no, when you're 44, there's no point in saying, I'm just going to go out for a 400-metre dash. There's no, there's no point in doing it. If you're going to go out, you've got to go and run, run for a distance. I just can't do it. I just look like Mr. Ben, so I just don't bother. <laughs> it's, running is, is a terrible, terrible thing. So you go swimming. Yeah. Um, do you... That, do, helps, that helps with... That just tends to help with my anxiety as well, because I think sometimes you have all that nervous energy and doing something where you kind of knock yourself out. Mm. It does kind of take some of that nervous energy away. But, I mean, it, it doesn't cure it or anything like that. It's just kind of like a quick fix in a way. Um, can you, um, do you, can you be in a silent room? Like, when you go to bed, do you have to have, like, the radio on or something? The thing is, my, mine only flares up, depending on what my mood is. So, for example, um, I had a death in the family a couple of weeks ago, and it flared up. Yeah. Um, but it's weird, it's like, even though that I know that it does go away when my mood's better... It's like I convinced myself that this is going to be forever, yeah. even though I know that it has gone in the past. And it's sort of like a dangerous cycle. Mm. The, the brain is nuts, isn't it? It's the, just the, <laughs> honestly, I, it's the weirdest, weirdest piece of machinery around. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it's, it's like a big goldfish bowl full of marbles just been shaken about. Yep, well, that's that sorted, then. I'm glad we fixed, uh, we fixed our ideas on brains. Um, <laughs> how's, how's everything going at the moment? You're right. You, you, obviously, you've had a death in the family, which is, which is thoroughly un, uh, 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 unpleasant. But, but, I mean, are you kind of keeping on an even keel? Um, at the moment, I've, I've, I was working a um, temp at a job. But that's come to an end now, so at the moment I'm looking for work, so it's not great. Mm. And obviously because I'm home quite a lot, sort of just applying for things, you, you know, your mind does play tricks on you. Mm. So I think, yeah, it's not great. Um, <laughs> I, well, listen, man, I hope um, I hope things uh, th th pick up, you know. I, I hope things um, kind of start going your way again, Robin. Thank you for sharing that, man. 
Oh, thanks, Ian. Cheers, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Um, he, he sounded properly thrilled at the end. That was nice, wasn't it? Oh, three, four, four. 499-1000 is the telephone number. After midnight, we'll take call straight to air. We'll invite Catherine back into the studio. And I have a, a question about cats. I have, I have a very, very big question um, about cats. But in the meantime, 0344. 499-1000 is the telephone number. We've got five minutes or so left for the, the, the time to change um, hour. And genuinely, what, what a thrill that they have chosen to work with us and with this show. And, um, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, we get to talk about this. We talk about this stuff anyway. Uh, you know, we, I think that we have got this show to a place where um, we can... We don't need to do that. Hey, this is now a themed hour. We're going to talk about money. You, you, you guys know you can call in whenever you want and just check in and say how you know you're feeling good or you're feeling sad. You, you, you can do that stuff. But it is quite nice doing it for these. I think it's four weeks we're doing it. So we've got this week and next week. Um, this kind of focused hour where we can talk about it and and you know because I know some of you and I understand this. I get this. Some of you f- feel a little bit. Um, uh, what's the embarrassed is the wrong word. You don't want to ruin the flow of the show when we're um, careering down a mountainside um, in a, 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 a car full of giggles. You know what I mean? And, you, you know, we're talking about um, which is the best B-side in the world. And uh, uh, um, if you had to um, punch one of your family members in the face, which one would it be? And you think, well, I don't want to phone in and tell him that t- today I was uh, considering, you know, cutting myself. But you can do, because clunky gear changes for me is where it's at, you know, that is what life is. It's not, you know, it, when you go out with uh, your mates for, for lunch or for a coffee or something, you don't do that thing of you get there at midday and say, right, well, for the first hour, I thought we could talk about, um, I thought we could talk about Brexit. And then I thought for the second hour, we could all maybe um, get each other's views on Donald Trump. And then you don't, you talk about, you know, you saw a funny thing as you were coming in. You saw saw a bloke on the bus who uh, wasn't wearing uh, any socks. And uh, I wasn't wearing socks today when I went out, by the way. Uh, Yeah, I went out to the vets, didn't have socks on, didn't brush my teeth either. Didn't brush my teeth because I kind of got up late and so I had horrible manky teeth. And I had to take the cat to the vet. And I was thinking, right, mustn't smile at the vet. I mustn't smile at the vet because she'll see my dirty, horrible teeth. And um, she'll th- and then she might glimpse down and see I've got no socks on, and I, then it's just then it's just a sad bloke with a cat. It's just a sad cat man, and I I got away with it until right at the end, and I did a big smile and said thanks very much, and I smiled and I just thought oh geez, she's gonna uh, she's gonna think the worst of me and and rightfully so, um, but at those prices. They should treat us like kings. Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent. Uh, when you go out with your mates, you just you just talk about stuff, and you know. And at some point, someone will go. Anyway, Steve, how are you doing? Are you all right? Because you had a bit of you having a bit of trouble the other week. Is, is is that going? Is that all right? Is that you know? And if they're good mates, you will sit down with them, and you'll be able to um to tell them. So that's what this show is is you know it's we have the clunky gear changes and we talk about the serious stuff and we talk about the frothy stuff and we talk about cats as well oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call i suspect we're not going to get any more calls in this hour which is fine catherine would you like to slowly slowly meander in to gather your things take your time wander into the studio 
Come and join me, and we'll chat for the next three minutes about... Oh, I don't know. Oh, I know what we'll talk about. Because the, the, the whole point of this is having a mate in your corner and a friend. And quite often, y- you are the one, uh, uh, Katharina Boyle... Oh, yes. ...that gets the text from me saying, Oh, I can't feel terrible. I can't come into work yeah. um, today. And I was a bit mean to you earlier on in the show, and I'm sorry about that. I'm, cause I, I'm in a crappy mood, so I'm, I was a little bit snappy in the first hour, and that was rude of me. And I'm sorry. It's all right. Uh, well, no, but I, it, was, it was rude of me. Um, so I'm sorry about that. Um, but I appreciate you, you recognising it. Yes, that's, that's progress. Yeah. But still, it was a bit sh- of a shitty thing for me to do, and I shouldn't have done it. Um, but um, no, but I'd rather you called it and said, yeah. "Right, I'm in a mood. Leave me alone." I, yes, because I knew, and I thought well, we're going to end up falling out. Cause yes, it, you know, I know that it doesn't come from a place of meanness, but it well, hurts still. Well, not always from a place of meanness. <laughs> Generally, well, quite often. <laughs> no, it doesn't though. I tell you, it was good because I was feeling stressed last night, and um, I, 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 when, when we were in Luton, I got an email from someone who I had slighted completely by accident, um, and, and he was justifiably disappointed with something I hadn't done. Right, and it kind of sent me into a tailspin. And I managed to sort it. I apologised profusely, and I made good on my mistake. And it was my mistake, and um, and I, I let someone down. And it, uh, you know. Um, but it sent me into a tailspin. But we were talking about Farris about music. Man alive, that concert last night was spiritual, wasn't it? There are about four or five times where I just got a wave of, yeah. oh my God, I'm so lucky to be here. Yeah. Or, um, you know when music just goes right through you, but it goes through your chest? Yeah. Just took my breath away. And, and then you get the thing of, oh, I'm so lucky to have come. And um, I had that a few times last night. Goosebump. I had about so eight good. or nine goosebump moments. Stephen Page, honestly, if you get a chance to go and see him, even if you're not, you know, a bare naked lady, he doesn't sing one week and he doesn't sing um, If I Had a Million Dollars. Um, but he, he does sing a lot of B&L songs, more than I was expecting. The thing is, though, as well, the harmonies. Yeah. It's magic. Some band. It's That's... magic. And there's only three blokes. Yeah. How does it, that if you just like good live music, go and see it because they're. they're funny though it's a really funny show um and the, just the bit where he was wandering around singing uh, without a microphone flipping heck that was good for the soul the, the other beautiful thing about it is they're clearly proper mates and yeah. they were having the time of their yeah. lives and that's yeah. that's contagious and um more exciting news bare naked ladies have got a new album coming out someone sent me a copy Ooh. sorry what i was sworn to secrecy i couldn't help I couldn't help but drop that in. I'll tell you what we're going to do after midnight, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take calls straight to air for an hour. How's about that, then? Um, and you can call about anything you want. A heavy, light, stupid, dumb, whatever. It, it's simple as that. Don't call now. I, I'll give you the number after 12. That will be the best time to give us a call. This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, her, Catherine Boyle, on Talk Radio with Time to Change. One in four of us is going to fight a mental health problem this year. Having, if, if you haven't had one yet, there's not much left of the year. Keep your fingers crossed, you might get away with it. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Go online and search Time to Change to find out more. Talk radio. Okie dokie. We'll take calls track and see people calling in. Wait. Wait. If your number ends 3706, wait. We'll come to you in a bit, for goodness sakes. We'll do calls straight to air after the latest news on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Who has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
We'll get you talking. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio with Time to Change. 03444991000. We've got three calls left over from the previous hour. Jonathan, Mark and uh, Gary, stay there. Before that, though, line one, you're on the wireless. Yes? Hello? You've been calling in for the last seven minutes. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah, I'm trying... Is, is Ian Lee there? Uh, yes, he is. Oh, oh, hello there. Is that Ian? Yes, it is. Oh, hello, Ian. Sorry, I've, I've phoned you just off your chance. Yes. I've just come to bed and making sure you're around, because last night... I don't listen to you too long. Yeah. But last night, who was on? I don't know. It wasn't me. I was at a concert in Luton. Oh, okay. But you can be around for me to listen to you for tonight. I'm around for you to listen to me tonight. Yes, I'm here for for as for as, as long as I can um, uh, think. In fact, I'm only taking two days off over Christmas, Christmas Day and Boxing Day. I'm here. I'm here, baby. I ain't never oh, saying right. that. I might be booking. A, I'm, I am going to book a week off in a few weeks to, to finish writing my book. But um, apart from that, I'm here. Okay. Okay, well, I'm a bit sure to get through to be fair. Well, the, 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 no, I do, to be fair, I do really enjoy your show. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Mark. Good evening, Mark. Oh, hello, good evening. You're okay? I'm okay. You're okay? Are you okay? <laughs> you know what I was saying? I was, I was looking at something on uh, on YouTube. I was, didn't, wasn't thinking that. I thought there was going... Anyway, I'll start again. Yes, uh, how are you? I'm okay. You're okay? Yeah, no, I got the flu. I caught the flu. Um, that's, a, th- that's a shame. Yeah, no, it is because I called last week to, to give you... To give you uh, the cure for the flu, and now I've caught it. How's your like, How's your cure working? I've only just got it tonight. The flu, so I, I've not even started the, the cure yet. What was the, What was your cure for the flu? Uh, you You fast for three days. Sorry. You fast. You just uh, live on liquids for three days, and it and knocks the uh, knocks the granny out. Hang of on it. a minute. I don't believe that for a second. What? What you've just said. What? What you've just said. I don't believe. What you don't believe it works. Yes. Well, it, it's not. It's not that it works. It just. It just. Right. So it doesn't work. Well, no, no. It just reduces it because if you if you if you eat, you um, it just makes it worse. And I I found when I got it before, I, I fasted for three days, and it just gave you a feeling of um, getting on top of it. It's still still there, but it just made me feel uh, it, a, a bit better. Okie dokie. So your your fast starts now. Well, I'm going to get through the night, see what happens in the morning. If it's still there, I'll, I'll go for a few days. and uh, Three days? You've got to go for three days. Three, to... three days fasting. I, I wanted, to, uh, wanted to ask, because I know you, you would know, because you're an educated man, what would, what would happen if you, if you went down to Dover and got on the back of a lorry and, uh, and sneaked yourself into France, and then when you got to the other side, claimed asylum in France? What would happen? Um, well, they would probably send me back. Why? Well, because they would be able to prove quite quickly that my claim for asylum was um, was false. What with me being a British citizen and um, uh, you know a, a middling radio presenter. Well, but it, if if the uh, you know, because all these people that are coming from all these people that are coming from Calais, like like a friend of mine, like for the last fifteen years, he drives a lorry. And every time he gets to, to Calais, he, he has a nervous breakdown because if he gets one person on the back right. of his lorry, hang on, can we? Right, let's let if we're going to do this, yes, let's do it properly. Let's not um, uh, use hyperbole. What's that then? Right, um, d- d- exaggeration and lies. Do you know? I thought it was hyperbole. 
I know. I, I know. <laughs> is and it I'd... hyperbole? Is that how you pronounce it? Um, let, but let's not exaggerate and, and tell lies. Let's stick to the facts. Yeah. Okay, so you've already told a lie this evening. About what? You, see, you seem to have great difficulty, Mark, in remembering the thing you've just said. What about the flu? No, there was some, you've said something since that. Oh, yeah, yeah, going over to Calais. Yeah, you said he has a nervous breakdown every time he goes. Well, he does get very nervous. No, 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 no. There is a difference between being nervous and having a nervous breakdown every time you go to Calais. An exaggeration, then. Yeah, so let's, let's not, because it's, it's, a, it's a, a big subject, it's an emotive subject, let's stick to the facts. Okay. So your friend gets nervous every time he goes to Calais. Very nervous. Okay. He's been going for 15 years. Yep. How many um, migrants has he found in the back of his truck? Um, well, he, he says to me, the, the thing he says, that when he goes into the secure compound where they're supposed to be guarded, there's no one there, he says he, he always has to check the lorry himself. Yeah, of course. It? How many migrants has he found hiding in his truck? How many? Uh, I, well, he says quite a few, so I don't know what that is. So you, and you never said, you never said, well, how many is that? You never questioned the, 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 the how the, quite a few. Well, he, I, you know, he, he's just amazed that when he goes into a secure compound and, and he's told your yeah. lorry is safe, but when he checks it himself because he's got his own tracks in it, he can't afford. He, he hasn't got a company yeah. will pay for him if, if he's got someone on the back of the lorry that he wipes out his profit. So. So he has to check himself, and he says there's always someone on there, right. which which makes him very nervous because he's he's a right. self-employed man. Right. And how many? So how many profits has he lost? Uh, over the years, I don't think he's he's lost any. Because right. He, okay. He's hang on. Well, he well, hang on a second. Though. You just you just said if he had anybody in his truck, he'd lose his profits. Oh, he would lose everything. Right. So he hasn't had anybody in his truck. No, he has. He's um, got them, got them off the back of the motor. Let's all right. Let's try again. You just said. If he has anybody in his truck, yes. he loses his profits. Well, it's £2,000 per person. OK, right. But yet he's not been... So, again, can we stick to the facts and not exaggeration? You said he loses his profit. Now you're saying £2,000 per person. That's a big difference, right? Well, that's what the, that's what the government charges. OK, you but I, do, I don't know that. that but you, you've gone from saying he loses all of his profits to it's suddenly it's just a fine, which is a big difference. Big well, £2,000. Well, but is that all of his profits? Well, he, he's, he's a self-employed man. He couldn't afford that. He's really no, 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 no. But is, no, Mark, this is really simple. Is the £2,000 all of his profits? I think it would wipe him out. OK, right. But yet, he's not had to pay that fine yet? No, because he has to be very vigilant. Right. So he's not found anybody in his truck? Yeah, yeah, he's found Right. We're go- do, you see, do you see the circle that we're going around in? You start by saying, if he finds anybody in his truck... Which he does. He has to pay £2,000. No, Here we go. He's okay. If he gets to the pool and there's right. someone on the back, they then okay. say, right, you're, you're okay. smuggling them in. So how many people has he... So how many times has he got to the port and there's been somebody in the back of his truck? This is what he says lots of times. Right, so, how, so he must have been fined thousands then. No, 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 look, there's, there's a car park where they put you into, yes. right, which... Mark, Mark, you're arguing against yourself. No, how no, many no, times no. has he got to the point where if you've got people in your truck that shouldn't be there, you get fined? is they shouldn't, no one should be in anywhere near the port because they're already in a safe country. That's the argument. Right. How many times has he got to the bit of Calais, and I don't know the layout of Calais at all, how many times has he got to the bit of Calais where if they find people in his truck that shouldn't be there, he gets fined? Yeah, well, I'm saying to you, he always checks you, just, before he gets to that so, point, so, so never? No, no, so he 
he goes into the compound. No, 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 no. Off. Just for, uh, just answer the question. So, the bit where if if he's got people in his truck that shouldn't be there, yes. that he would get fined. He's never had people in his truck at that point. No, well, he, no, he has, and he's had to get. So, how much has before. he? How much has he been fined? Well, nothing, because he gets them off before he gets there. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me, is it, right? It's not just me. So, he's never found anybody in his truck at the point where, if you arrive with people in the back of your truck, you get fined. He's never found anybody in his truck at that stage. No, 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 you, you, he has to check before he gets to that, to that right. area. So he's never got to that area with anybody in his truck before? No, because he has to get them off. Right. So it works. Sorry? Huh? So the what? So it works. What works? Well, the system. Fifteen years he's been driving, and he's never been fined for having someone in his truck, so he's either bent or, he's, or the system works. No, because he, he, he's saying to me, I don't know, I, I, I don't know how it no, works. No, I don't think I don't, you do, I don't think you do know how it works. I'm no, getting I, that I, from, from you flip-flopping all over the place. All, all I'm saying is that I can't understand why. I'm saying if, if I got in the back of a lorry on this side and went over to Calais and claimed asylum, that those people are already in a very, very safe country where they've got a superior benefit system, superior health system, Why are you... Why, let's, let's try another tack. Why, why, why are you telling me this? What? That seems to be your stock response to pretty much any question. Well, well I'm not an educated man like you. You went to a good school, most probably. When I ask you a question t- yes. relating to what you've immediately said, yes. your response is what? It's not, it's not education. That's lack of manners. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, well, you're just being, that's just being personal and rude and horrible now. Well, you, cause, cause, because you, I, I'm, I'm beginning to get, and please don't take this the wrong way. No, I always do, because you always, got, you always, feel, no. I always feel like there's a class system here, and you're part it's of it. It's not class, it's not bottom. class, it's intelligence, and there, there is a massive gap, and I'm really, try, I'm really doing my best to yeah. come down to your level, but it's yeah. difficult. Yeah. I, haven't been to the, I haven't been at this level since I was about eight. Well, there we are, I, 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 I was never at school. You never went to school. Well, I learned. I learned to read, but most of the time I was nicking lead off roofs and uh, making money. You and, never. Uh, you never. So, <laughs> so, so you. So you're a thief. Well, when I was younger, yeah, I stopped doing that. When I got, when I got older, and so you. So it. hang on a minute. So you're a thief, <laughs> stealing lead off people's roofs. Yeah, no, not and people. you're you're off, off what churches, and you're you're so you're <laughs> committing religious crimes, and you're worried about people fleeing war. We, did you hear our lad, uh, the, the, the caller we had earlier on from Sudan? No. Oh. His, um, his whole family were wiped out, and he had to stow away on a boat to get here at the age of, uh, I think it was 14, 15. Why, why would you have to, there's no, there's no wars in Calais. His, his whole family were killed, yeah. right? And he was a child, he was 14 years old. Yeah. And he had to stow away on a boat to get here. Come straight on a boat to England, and not through Calais. And you'd you'd want him. He rocks up, right? You'd want to send him back, yeah? I wouldn't want to do that. No, I'm talking about someone checking the back of a lorry. I don't want to send anyone back. Oh, so if they come on boats, it's okay, but lorries, it's not okay. No, 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 we're not talking about sending anyone back. I'm talking about someone that's. You, no, no, you are. You are talking about sending people back. That's that's exactly what you're talking about. No, no, no. no yes, no, it no, is, no, no. Mark. I'm afraid it is. No. I, and trust me, it's the intelligence thing. I know what you're talking about better than you do because you are flip flopping all over the place, buddy. Uh, you are talking about sending people back. No, I'm talking about being in a safe country and then trying to come here when you're already in a safe place. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
So I, I don't want to send anyone back. In fact, the two the two people I met when I did go over there, a guy called uh, Jacob and a guy called Mohammed that I met in the park. Yeah. The guy called Jacob, when he said to me, he was from Eritrea and wanted to get here. And then I said, well, come to the park and meet Mohammed, who lives in Calais. I said, he claims asylum here. And he's got a great big grin on his face because the French are incredible, what they give the, the money. And then um, two weeks later, I met him and he said, oh, my God, you were right. I wow, you're like, you're like a proper Kofi Annan. But here's the thing. What were you doing over there? Ah, smuggling tobacco. Right, right. Do you know what, Mark? What? I'd rather have Frank and Mohammed over here than you. Let's do a swap. I reckon... Let's do a swap, right? Let's send you to France to do your, your petty crimes and your yeah. thieving and your, your breaking the law and not paying tax, because that's what you're doing. You're not contributing to this society. And let's get Frank and Mohammed over here. Let's get them working and let's get yeah. them paying tax. Let's get them paying your tax, shall we, Mark? Because yeah. you're not... You're not... How dare you? How dare you come on here yes. and say what should happen in this country when you're not even contributing to it? I know it's disgusting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It yeah. is, Mark. Dearie me, what an unpleasant little like. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. With time to change, one in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Search time to change to find out more. We all take calls straight to around a bit. Let's go to Gary first. Evening, Gary. Hello. Hello, Gary. Yeah, we spoke earlier. Oh, yes. You're the gentleman with uh, no teeth, yes. You want to punch me? Sorry? But I'm on depression and psychosis and all that. Then I, then I retract me? my offer of a punch, and instead I replace right. it with the offer of a hug. Oh, that's fine. That's, that's fair enough. There we go. Go on. So what's, go- what's going on with you, man? Uh... I'm talking about depression, you see, lost my sister. There's your yellow card straight away. You did this last time with the yellow card. What's your language? But go on. Sorry, that's right. Swearing again. No. I've been playing Call of Duty. It's, I get angry when I'm playing Call of Duty. Um, well, <laughs> not not the new one. The new one isn't out yet, is it? No, no, it's out third. Okay, well, well then here's a suggestion. Maybe don't play Call of Duty if it makes you angry. No, it does. It's like when war's coming, you need to be ready, don't you? But, but pr- why don't you play Viva Piñata or something? I can't be after them. Guys. Play that. Oh, sorry, go, on, go and get a nice... Go and get a nice... Here's the thing. I ordered um, last week, because my mate Glenn what? bought one and he was raving about it, I ordered a Pi Retro computer. So it's a computer and it's got about 30... Oh, retro, yeah. Yeah, it's got about 30,000... Like yeah, it's got about 30,000 games on it. Spectrum, Commodore, Atari, PS1, N64... That's all Mario, Sonic and Zelda. Yeah, but I, every day I come in thinking it'll be here now and we can play... And it's not arrived! Hmm. But, but play some of the old games... Play some of the old games. Don't play Call of Duty. Well, it's worth coming needed, do just be, just be trained. Yes, well, we, 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 yes, and I believe that is what the army are using now. Instead of actually sending people out to do those Krypton Factor style assault courses, they're sat there playing Call of Duty twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they're doing it. Yeah, yes, yes, they're doing it. That's um, what made not Alan Bradley. What's his name? Um, who's Bravo Two Zero? Andy Khan? No, it's my McNab, mate. Andy, uh-huh. McNab. Andy McNabb. That's what Andy McNabb um, does these days. Well, I play. I play a sniper. I'm very good at it. I'm very good at the game. But do you like have it on really it. hard level or just the the like medium? I play hardcore. Well, do you? And you're good at no, it. No map. I'm very good at it. Yeah. No map. Wow. No map. No map. Okay. I can myself in a building. 
Yeah. And just shoot everybody who comes into the building. Wowzers. <laughs> oh, gosh. Just, just, would you please, for the love of God, don't get too angry playing that and, and think maybe it would be a good idea. I'm not angry playing that. No, I'll get angry for listening to Oasis or something like that. Oh. I like Oasis. Um, a bit of garbage. So you, so you get... Uh, they are garbage, I think. So you get oh, a- angry <laughs> listening no, to no. music you like? Well, I used to throw... I've been a 30-year drinking binge when I lost resistance. Uh-oh. I throw a bit of bo- a bottle of something oh, every now and again when, when music gets a bit blurry. Where do you throw the bottle, man? Just a bit wall or something. Oh, you don't want to be doing I'll, that. Um, a drilling buzz. Yeah, you don't want to be doing that, though. Well, supposing a bit of glass flies back in your eye. You've got no teeth. You well, don't... Are you saying a rapist's eye? I'm very precise. I thought he said... I, I, pressed... <laughs> I, pre... I pressed the dumb button then, because I thought you were saying I've got a rapist's eye. <laughs> oh, my God. Blood, I thought, this has taken a very, very bizarre... So I pressed the dumb button there. He's got well, a... Ve... What did he say? Very... Very precise. Uh, very precise eye. Say very, I say a very precise, say a very precise eye again. Precision. Sorry? Precision. Precision. Right, precision. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Get I those, te- get some new teeth in, man. Seriously, go and get some oh, new. No, if you can't afford them, get some made out of cardboard, because you need something. <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it? Just your gums flapping together. I heard you're a nice guy, so I'm, I'll have that passport you said earlier. Yeah, well. You know, I'm a nice guy, really. Deep, deep down, I'm a nice right. guy. I'm a nice guy. No worries. All right. Um, nice one, Gary. All right, then. Cheers. Cheers. Ta-ta. Isn't it? He's ready for war because of the computer games. Yeah, it's coming. Hello, line one. It's a pirate. That's quite, yeah, Someone's that is, killing live music. That is, it's a, that is illegally um, sourced, that is. I'm going to get my... That is a troll and my legal team, and we've traced that number, um, and my legal team will be... Um, I'm going to go to the police, and my legal team will be having a word with uh, him tomorrow. Um, yes, Jonathan. Uh, hello, Ian. Hello, Jonathan. Um, do Virgin still have a video game division? I'm going to say no. I would imagine it would have got sold in the... It would have got bought up in the 90s, wouldn't it? Right. Um, are you able to contact uh, Manfred or Rainbow Arts? Manf- Manfred who? Trends. Um, well, why? Why? Well, i, I tell you why. I, I'm wondering if you could uh, arrange... Uh, between Rainbow Arts and a retro video game company in America called Analog to do a deal to uh, bring an uh, obscure Super Nintendo game uh, to the new uh, r- retro console that Analog are uh, bringing out. Go on, what's the game? Uh, Rendering Ranger. Oh, go on. Uh, this rings a bell. What is it? What, what is it? It's um, Run and Gun Shoot 'em Up. Oh, run and gun and shoot 'em up. Um, I like. What's that that game um, where you had to take photographs? Do you remember Pokemon that? Pokemon Snap. So, no, it was it was a game. You, it was PlayStation. It's, I think it was PS One, maybe PS Two. And you were a photographer. 
It was one of these nuts Japanese games. And you got set missions of you had to go out and get a story, and you had to get, like, they would give you five things you had to photograph. Um, and you, you just run around with a camera, and you had to take these pictures. I've never heard of that. I've oh. only heard of Pokemon Snap. That's the... Okay, well, um, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give them a call tomorrow, Jonathan, and see if I can sort it out. Uh, because uh, oh. they've all, uh, they're already... Hang on. Sorry? Sorry, I thought you cut me off. No? <laughs> I think the reason I'm asking is this new retro console that's coming out uh, in February, well, it's, it's got a director's cut of Super Turrican and Super Turrican 2 built and there's no word yet on whether the spiritual sequel rendering ranger will be included. What is this retro machine that's coming out? What's it called? The uh, Analog Super NT. Ana- analog Super NT. Let's have a little look at this. Uh... What the heck is this? This is a very... Um... Oh, no, that's that. Um, OK, yeah, I'll give him a call tomorrow, Jonathan. I'll get it sorted. Thanks for calling. Not a clue what he's talking about, if I'm honest. Line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, evening. You OK? Yes. Uh, uh, it's Kyle from Rochdale. Uh, no, Ian Lee from Slough. Oh, hello, Ian Lee from Slough. Um, it's possibly a bit of a, a serious thing, but you're, you're a gamer, aren't you? Yes, sir, I am. The, the, this might be quite dull, but uh, what, what's your view on DLC? I think um, he got treated terribly by the press. He was found not guilty <laughs> of absolutely anything at all. I know people that work with him, and I know he made Paul Scoynes cry, um, but that wasn't oh. through it. So that was just because he shouted at him down um, the ISDN line. I always thought I enjoyed the hairy cornflake. Quack, quack, oops. No, 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 DLC. Oh, I don't know what that means, sorry. They sang Waterfalls. Uh, oh, they did, they were good. Don't was that the go one where the girl, Lisa Left Eye Lopez, mm. died in an aeroplane crash? Yeah, it's terrible. Oh, it's terrible, it's a so tragedy, sad. Kyle. <laughs> oh, Run DMC. Run DMC. You get, you're just mocking me now, Catherine. She's, I'll, she's I'll taking it to the nth, she's taking it to the nth degree. What is DLC. DL, so it's, uh, I think it's dig, uh, the digital download stuff you oh. get for, for games. Oh, is, it, is this when you get you download the game instead of getting a, a disc for the game? No, well, it's not so much that. Uh, so the reason I was, I was asking is, uh, so my brother bought, like, uh, the, the, like, the latest wrestling game, costing 50 quid on Hang disc. on a minute, it's DLC, so it stands for what? downloadable content. Well, that's DC. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it, it deals. It's like it people who say uh, MSM like, when they mean MM for mainstream media. Just, mainstream is one word. Downloadable is one word. Sorry. No, I'm not having a go at you, Carl. I'm having a go you at the industry. Bit, you are a bit. Well, a go, he's Carl. he's he's getting the brunt of it. But yes, yeah. I'm angry with the gaming industry. Well, no, because that was it. Because he's bought uh, he's bought he's bought this wrestling game. Yeah. But to get other so. In the past, I realise uh, you've got to uh, pay money for like extra stuff and get yeah. through. And I've had to pay about thirty quid. So you buy the game for fifty quid. Yeah. You buy all the extra content for thirty quid. Yeah. But he's he's told me there's a new thing that's come out this week. Yeah. Where it's like um, so apparently there's some bits he can't he, he can't even. If you buy can't them. access the you, full game without making in-game purchases, then it's a rip-off. 
Well, no, this is it. So he was t- so literally, I've just spoke to him uh, before I rang you, yeah. and um, so it's like uh, oh, what do they call it? It's basically you, you get like some keys to unlock a box, and then you might get some content you want. So basically, it's like an app purchase. So that's like a complete. It, it's a scam, isn't it? It must be. Well, but I don't believe that what you're describing um, means you can't play the game unless you buy extra stuff. I think well, it's, it's. I think it's. He wants to create a character, and right. in the past, when we've played right. these games right. before, so he's go got on, to, to to create a character. You have got to pay for it, yeah. Yeah, right. uh, but, yeah, but, but he can. Have, but yeah. he can. But he can play the game without creating a character. Tell him yeah, to suck it up. Tell him to suck it up. Suck it up. Yes, line two. You're on the wireless. Hello. Hello, line two. All right, it's Kath there. Yes, she is. Hi, it's Bill Boyle, a dad. Whatever. What What do you want? No, I'm just ringing. All I've been listening in tonight. You're doing a great job. That's nice, isn't it? Bit of support from Dad. Wait for it. No, 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 there's nothing right. I've just been looking through the old uh, photo album. Why are you Hello? being so cold with your dad? Have you, have you two had a falling out again? About, um, I think you we're working... about to have another one. Go on, Bill. Nice to hear from you, mate. What's up, Gaff? What's up? She's, um, she's having a a bit of a strop, I think. Aye, not not to worry. No, I'm just looking through it, some of the old, uh, photos. Go on, what are you spotting? Uh, Is it me riding a boy in calipers? Is that where we're going with this? No, 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 nothing Because he was asking for it. Right. No, we got your first wee on there. On your little uh, toilet we bought you. Remember that? No, of course I don't. No, Why don't no, they make potties? Why don't they make potties that look like actual toilets? They do. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, there is. There's one of the Fisher Price one, and you can even flush it. Hey? Well, yeah. it just makes the noise. But... Go on, Bill. Sorry, mate. Well, we couldn't afford not like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> How do you know? Just had to. You just had to dig an old link garden, didn't you? Actually, that's anyway. quite close to the truth. <laughs> well, no, I was there, weren't that right? So, fast forward a couple of, couple of years, right? I've seen your first boyfriend in there, right? Uh, Remember well, him? Well, you won't. I kept him fairly well, secret. <laughs> Carry no, on, anyway. No, I know all about him, yeah, right? But that wasn't your first... You, you kind of mixed up a bit in the first couple of years, didn't you? We weren't too sure how you'd end up. Oh, Controversial. Trendy. Remember that time we uh, stumbled into your bedroom? Oh. All right. uh, Just to warn you, this is borderline libelous, but carry on. Well, I'm your dad. I can say what I like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Right, get this right, Ian. Right. Yes, Bill. We hear this noise, right? Yes. We're thinking, is that where... have we got an on an house or something like we can hear uh, moaning coming from upstairs, right? Wow. Yeah. Right, so we, me and a, me and a mum walk upstairs. You, right? you and a man? <laughs> mum. Mum. Oh, you mum, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's my accent. Bearing in mind you've met my dad. <laughs> he doesn't really talk like this, does right. he? Oh, he's, he's, he's fair play, I can understand this one. Bill, don't you remember you once threatened to send me to elocution lessons for talking a bit like that? No, your accent's fine, Kath. Don't worry about it. Exactly. So, we walk walk upstairs, right, me and your mum, and we're hearing this moaning, right? Yes, Bill. 
and we walk in, right? Yes, Bill. And I won't be too graphic. Please don't. But, right, she's doing something. Okay. I t- <laughs> okay. Uh, line two, you're on the wireless. Hello? Yes? Hi, uh, is this Ian Lee? Yes. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I'm just calling, uh, I've been listening to your radio station for the past few months, um, just, uh, wanting to say that you're doing a really great job. Thank you very much. Uh, you're very welcome. Um, I basically used to listen to TalkSpot a lot, and, um, I came across your channel because I was, um, really into James Will and his radio show. And then I realized, oh, okay, he's still going on on talk radio. And then I wanted another in our radio talk show to listen to. And then there was yours. Oh, thank you. You've, you've made the right choice. Welcome. Um, how long have you been on talk radio for? Um, you don't. You don't need to know that. <laughs> too long. Too long is it? No, 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 no. But you, you, you don't need. All you need to know is that I'm on now. You're on now. Okay. Um, also, um, I listened to your talk um, with, I think it was um, the Japanese listener, Hitomi, was it? Yeah. Yeah, and it was a really good talk. I'm proper into, like, Japanese culture. What do you uh, like about so Japanese really culture? So much. Like, music, movies, who, anime, your, who, what, what are your favourite Japanese movies? Um, like, Crow Zero, Blue Spring, um, like, loads of movies. Have, about, you seen, like, um, have you seen Audition? Audition, no, but I know it's about, um, like, someone who wants to audition for, like, a wife or something. Yeah, 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 it's nuts, man. It's, it's, um, a guy, and I can't remember his name, but he's a brilliant director, and he was in the country last week, and we tried to get him on the show, and we couldn't. Um, oh, damn. But yeah. his, uh, Audition is one of the darkest, most messed up films you could ever see, and it is brilliant. He also, I think he also directed Itchy the Killer as well, which is a great movie. That's an excellent movie. Is it Takashi Mika? That's the fella. Well done. Well, he, he, and he also did um, a, a, a comedy did. horror film called Happiness yeah. of the Katakuris. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen that oh, one. Oh, no, man, no. it's great. It's this family. They own a B&B, um, uh, but yeah. they end up accidentally killing everybody that stays there, and they bury them in the garden. It's a musical, and they bury them in the yeah. garden, then they all come back as zombies. Oh, it's brilliant. Well, that sounds really awesome. Sounds really good. Go and go and go and watch Happiness of the Katakuris and audition. Okay, I, I'll recommend one to you. Um, go. Um, what was it called? Let me see. Um, murder. Basically, it's about um, a teacher who's kind of obsessed um, with uh, killing, and he starts killing his students. Of course, he does. That's that's a Japanese movie. You know? I've not heard of that. Is it a recent film? It is quite a recent film. I think it was called... Uh, there's one called Confessions. Yeah. Um, that's a really good one. And, uh, I'll recommend you another one. It's called Why Don't You um, Dance in Hell or Why Don't You Play in Hell. It's a really good movie. All right. Hey, what's your name, man? Uh, Imran. I'm calling from Rochdale. Hey, um, nice one, Imran, from Rochdale. Well, listen, it's good to talk to you. Uh, we're, we're here Mondays to Fridays, 10 o'clock till 1 o'clock, yeah. sometimes a bit later. Give us a call again, won't you, mate? Yeah, we'll do, definitely. Thanks, definitely. man. Cheers. Um... Me and Kath both thought that was a prank call to yeah, start with, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. Didn't we? Didn't we? Just when there, that there was something that went off in my mind. Yeah, that was because he was a bit stilted. Yeah, 
and a bit too nice. <laughs> Sorry, Imran. We uh, we got. We'll wait for the punchline. There line. are a few dodge pots around at the moment, and I thought I recognised the number, and I was and I was hovering there, and I'm I'm sorry. But as soon as you started talking, you knew your Japanese stuff. I thought, oh no, he's he's a good one there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was good. Sorry, Imran. I, I apologise for that. Let's try this one. Line three, you're on the wireless. Hello. Okay. So here's the thing, right? Oh, hang on a second. Line four, you're on. Oh. Line four, you're on the wireless. Chaz and Dave. But I can't hear what they're singing. Um, line five, you're on the wireless. <laughs> that was you laughing at my singing there. And I recognise the cackle. I feel a bit nauseous, if I'm honest. Here's the thing, right? Everyone says, if you've done... Right, if you've got a cat and a dog, right? If you died, the dog would lie next to you and die... Right, if you died in a ha- in your house, right, and no one came to help you, um, your dog would lie next to you and die, mm-hmm. and what would the cat do? Eat you. Right. But that's obviously not true. They would both well, eat you. This is what I'm going to... Well, okay. Is there... I don't believe... I don't... I you would lo- eat them. If, I was if looking, they... No, I was looking at my cat thinking, she wouldn't... She's not got the brains to eat me, right? Ha- she's has had a nibbly nipple. ever been an instance where a cat has been caught eating a corpse? Ever. Because you hear these stories, don't you? That the police broke into someone's house and a woman was in there and she died six years ago. And you think, right, okay. My first thought is always, is there a cat? What's it eating? Because I don't believe cats... A cat could not get through your flesh. to, to It could not eat through your flesh enough to do that. All it's got is your... Because unless you die naked, you've got clothes on, so your body's covered anyway. So all it's got is maybe your forearms and your face, right? There's not a lot of meat there. They would have to put in... I do feel... I think I'm going to throw up in a minute. You will if I read you this story that I've just seen. Go on, what is it? Well, I just... A woman, I don't really want to name her, yeah. because it's quite recent, yeah. gnawed and eaten by her own cats on her kitchen floor. I don't believe it, though. It's in the Daily Mail. Must be true, then. Yep. Uh, must be true. Oh, hang on a minute. Um, oh, mm, okay. There's lots of new games coming out at the moment that I want, guys, including Wolfenstein 2 and Super Mario Odyssey, if anybody can, uh, can help with that. That'll be great. But no, I don't, I don't think a cat would do. I don't believe that story. I think that is, I think I'm going to throw up. Really? I think I might throw up. This is, this is, no, yeah, bucket. No, I don't really think, no, no, no. This is unprecedented. This is unprecedented, guys. I, this could be um, my second time of throwing up live on air. We'll see what um, happens, shall we? This is The Late Night Alternative with me, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. With time to change. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. So, I'm, I'm starting to... Have you listened to that Scott Walker album I gave you yet? No, <clears throat> Mate. I've not found the moment because the kids are off at the moment. Mate. <clears throat> something else and i and i bought this other um like i've got some scott walker albums and i've only listened to scott one <clears throat> but i also bought a double cd of the best of the walker brothers because it, it had no regrets and it also had this song lines on the one i sent you 
What? A flop. A big flop from the 70s, mid-70s. It be a flop? It's, it's glorious. incredible. We're going to end the show with lines, right? It's, it's the best song about divorce and cocaine you're ever going to hear. It's incredible. But, hidden on this album... <clears throat> so there's, there's, there's the Walker Brothers singles, and there's also some of the solo singles. So some by Scott Walker, <laughs> that voice. Then there are some by John Walker, who kind of did the harmonies. But they were all flops. And then there's a couple by Gary Walker. Now, Gary Walker is the drummer. He's also my uncle. <laughs> He's the drummer, except he couldn't play the drums. And the only reason they kept him in the band was because his dad paid for them all to come over to England. Right? So he, paid, he gave them like $10,000 to get a flat and so they could sustain themselves until they got signed. And never had a hit in the States. So he's like the Anthony Costa of the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was always in the group and they had a lot of affection for him. And so he was the drummer, but he couldn't drum. And when they did concerts, there was another drummer behind a curtain. Didn't play on You're any kidding of, me. No, no, no. Didn't play on any of the records. Um, you know, and, and was, didn't sing on them. Um, and then when they got back together in the 70s, they got Gary back in. Right? But Gary released some solo singles. Right? And one of them is incredible. Right? This, I think this is incredible. It's, it's Gary Walker in the rain. Come in, you'll get pneumonia. Right? What? Now, as titles go, but I'm not going to play the whole thing. But I heard this today. I had to put it on repeat. Uh, listen to this. It, it's it, it take, hang on, hang on. Let me get to the beginning. It, 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 I thought this was incredible. Here we go. Listen to this. It's that thing of a dodgy, a dodgy verse, but a cracking chorus. Right. Listen though. Here we go. Alright, come in to get pneumonia. You can say until the morning. And then, and then you go your own way. You know you let your chance go. When you left me at the station, to make yourself a home here. Yeah. You know you ain't staying. I love songs that have got a really uncomfortable verse. But the voice in the verse, it sounds like he's not got his teeth in. He probably hasn't. Stop. I've not had anything like it in my life. 
It's incredible. It's beautiful. But the thing is, it, that gospel voice that's in the background as well is what makes it. Oh, yeah, t- I, totally, totally. We'll, we'll end on lines, right, because I'm, I'm a real latecomer to, uh, to, to Scott Walker and the Walker Brothers, and, I've, I, I, and, I, I, and I don't necessarily buy the thing that Scott Walker's a genius. I don't necessarily buy that. Um, although there's a song, there's another single on there when he just starts going weird, okay, called The Electrician. And the, 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 the first half of it is kind of unlistenable because it's him being avant-garde and stuff. And then the last half, it's just this incredible string arrangement that takes you up to heaven. It's amazing. So I'm, 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 I'm playing with Scott Walker, is what I'm doing. Um, let's try line one. One, you're on the wireless. It's you again. Okay, well, that's, that's pirating. That's illegal. And um, you uh, you may think you withheld your number, but we got it. And that's going to get passed on to my legal team. And the police. Uh, and the police. Little trolls. My trolls. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. If you... I'm, I'm doing some um, mathematics. It's called back counting, guys. That's what I'm doing. Um, we we'll, we'll start it there. That's what we're going to do. Um, if you want to give us a call, oh, we didn't. Uh, we'll talk about this tomorrow. The, the two things for tomorrow. Um, uh, are, uh, we're on a list of songs that are about home. I've got two. Okay. Let's, yeah. let's do it. Okay. Um, you've got to sing it. Take me home, country roads. Um, a house is not a home, Dionne Warwick. Does she sing the word home? Yeah. Sweet home Alabama. I'll be home, Mamba Cass. Okay. Um, so that's, that's four we got there. That's, I can't think of any more. There must be like That's tomorrow. And also, I have this theory, and I came up with it last night. Um, and maybe I didn't explain it well, because you were giving me blank looks as I was saying it to you. Um, does the Littlest Hobo, do they sing the word home in there? In the Littlest Hobo? Littlest Hobo, coming no. home. I don't think so. Does he not say Littlest Hobo coming home? No. Does he not? Okay. It's got to have the word home in it, you muppets. There's a voice giving. I've got a new home. Make a new friend. No, it's not. stay for long. Uh, just turn around. No, I'm gone again. Uh, maybe. No, hang on. There's a voice keeps on calling me down the road. That's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Don't stay for long. That's gone for long. That's gone again. Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down. Maybe tomorrow I'll the whole world it. is my home. Boom, boom. Yes, at the end. Oi! That's in there. <laughs> okay. That's in there. But I have a theory that most there are most songs are rubbish. There are more bad songs in the world than there are good songs. For every good song you can name me, I can name you two bad mm, just, at least. Just two. Well, I could, well, I could name you more, but, I, but just, just to keep it easy, just to show that there are at least double mm. the number of um, uh, uh, bad songs as there are. Welcome home. Welcome. Oh, he's right. Um, tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. That is that is what is happening. Um, tomorrow. Uh, this is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio, and of course with Time to Change, and uh, I, I enjoyed that chat uh, with our guest earlier on this evening. Uh, one in four of us will fight a mental health problem this year. Having a mate in your corner can make all the difference. Go online, search Time to Change to find out more. Now, here's the thing. 
Uh, I'm going to play you the best the best song about cocaine and divorce that you've never heard in your life. It was a, a single for the Walker Brothers in the 70s when they reformed, and it was a huge flop. But listen to his voice and listen to the swelling of the strings going into the chorus. This, dear listener, is a masterpiece. Center line took me from the dotted lines that bore my name. Rolling across the borderlines, looking for a peace of mind that never came. That I had read between the lines Bread lines and the cheese They're the only lifelines that I have left Way back to save myself I wish that I had read. 